The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio Digital Media. Brought to you by Brown and Wood, Buick GMC, Cadillac and Mazda. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is Tom Brown from Brown and Wood Cadillac. We've been serving the Pirate Nation in eastern North Carolina for 83 years. We have four brands, three generations, two showrooms, and one goal, to make sure you leave a happy customer. We're located on Greenville Boulevard next to the convention center, or shop us online at brownandwoodauto.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, happy Wednesday to you and yours. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you on the Pirate Radio airwaves on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Be a part of the show by chiming in to our Facebook Live chat. And uh, throw out your question, comment, concern, birthday, anniversary. Uh, It's all there for you there. And uh, you can be a part of the program on this Wednesday. We got some guests to get to. A lot of news and notes to get to. We got a big night of programming here on Pirate Radio. We'll talk about that momentarily. But coming up in the next three hours, we got a guest each hour. We got the voice Jeff Charles joining us in about 20 minutes to give his thoughts on East Carolina's win over Charleston Southern. Jeff also knows how good this Tulane team is. We will discuss that. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, Cincinnati Notre Dame and also some conference realignment talk with Jeff Charles as well coming up in hour number one of today's program hour two do you like football are you ready for the weekend slate we'll get you ready for the college and nfl slate coming up this weekend really beginning on thursday with wager mcgee we'll run down some games in college football and the nfl from a betting perspective and also uh, set up the week four of the nfl week five of college football that's on tap for hour number two hour three bryce williams joins us in the pirate radio studios we'll go pirate radio outdoors we'll hear from a couple of pirate players who spoke yesterday after mike houston's press conference tegan wilk has been a nice new addition to this east carolina defense you'll hear from him and also fernando fry part of the offensive line got that coming up uh when we talk to bryce williams in hour number three uh, and a lot more on tap. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt here as well. And uh, I will go ahead and preempti- preemptively thank them for hanging out a little overtime today. Because coming up after Pirate Radio Live, you know, we we, we used to do <clears throat> back in the sports bar days, uh, Clip Sports Quiz. I'd get like three, four people in studio. We'd play a trivia game. And fun was had um last year during the covid pandemic when we really got going with the zooms uh we brought in pirate radio trivia which we played over zoom and that was fun but we added a new wrinkle and started doing it here in studio which is even more fun we'll have uh people at the end of the table and asking questions answering questions laughing cursing you know all that goes along with it 
And uh, today, for the first time ever, we're going to have a live in-studio edition of Pirate Radio Trivia. We're going to do it at 6 o'clock-ish. We're going to give Chandler and Shirley time to wrap up this show, make sure it's uploaded to the proper destinations, and set up our Pirate Radio Trivia so we can go live at around 6.05. And we've got a nice little rivalry coming up at 6 o'clock, Conley versus Rose. It'll be Rob Maloney from D.H. Conley and Clay Medlin from J.H. Rose going head-to-head on trivia. It's some sports, some entertainment, uh, some science thrown in there. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that coming up at uh, after today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. After that live edition of Trivia, we'll have the debut of the Pirate Radio podcast with Jeff Charles and one of Chandler's heroes, absolutely sea town stand up baby where's sampson county at leonard henry yes sir gonna join uh jeff charles on the pirate radio podcast coming up tonight so we got that going on uh we got trivia going on and a very important baseball game orioles and red sox orioles beat the red sox last night we'll have a mlb playoff picture update for you in a moment and uh and, and dive into all that but o's red sox are nightcap tonight so we got a full uh Night of programming coming your way right here on Pirate Radio. In addition to that, ECU practice going on this afternoon. So on our social media accounts, we'll have pictures, we'll have interviews of that going on on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, the interviews in their entirety on YouTube. So, man, we are uh, locked and loaded. The coordinators are talking today. Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, so be on the lookout for that as well. We are a content overload. Packed house programming, packed house content packed house fun (laughs) thank you chandler honeycutt all right uh let's start our rundown today and we'll start with east carolina and tulane the pirates are at home in a crucial game on saturday and they are four point underdogs to the green wave mike houston knows how important this is surely can we hear mike houston Cut six, Ronnie Woodward asked him what a win would mean for this team. Well, it's, it's a big game for a lot of reasons, and, and, and not to you know, de-escalate your question, it would mean we're 1-0 in the conference. I mean, that's what it would mean to win this ball game, And so it would mean we're 3-2 and two on the season. Uh, I think when you do look at big picture, I mean, it's, it would be obviously a big next step. Um, you know, we've... You know, you look over the span, like I said, of the last 11 games, we've done some really good things. You look over the span of the last six games, we're four and two. You're two and two to start the season. So you're seeing some positive things, big picture-wise. So, you know, as far as that's concerned, then, yeah, it's it's a big ball game for us. But the biggest reason it's a big ball game is because it's the next one. It's the conference opener. It's a home game. It's a conference opponent. It's a good conference opponent. It would be a quality win. But now we got our hands full. We're going to play our tails off Saturday to have a shot. Mike Houston there went with the coach speak. Uh, it's important because it's the next one. It would make us one and zero in conference, three and two overall. Did throw in a, a little tidbit of how, just how important this one is. But he, he can't. You can't make each week the end of the world because if you lose it well then what happens season's over no it's not over you got a lot of games left so he can't come out and say how big this game is but uh you know trust that he knows and this team knows how crucial this Tulane game is he also talked about his uh respect for Willie Fritz and how they play Shirley this is uh cut two 
Well, I think you see, you know, Coach Fritz's fingerprints everywhere uh, on the program. Um, you know, whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, I think you see a very physical football team. That's the biggest thing that stands out. You know, when you watch their offensive line, the way they play, you know, Coach and I have a very similar philosophy on how, uh, you know, how the game should be played. Uh, and I think it's just very obvious, uh, you know, watching them, uh, just seeing his philosophy there. So uh, I think the physicality is the big thing that stands out. Certainly they have talented players. Quarterback's a great player, uh, but that's the first thing that pops. <clears throat> there he is, Mike Houston, with the uh, the throat clearance at the end of that. Not as good as Bill Belichick earlier in the week. Dude. <laughs> uh, Brennan says, what do you guys think about the reports that Colorado State and Air Force will be joining the American? I think it's pretty lame. The region that they're in just doesn't make any sense. I uh, don't. Not looking forward to those. Don't care. Two o'clock, fifth quarters. Yeah, I mean. I don't care about the weather. Yeah, I don't care about that either. I don't know. Is anybody excited about Colorado State and Air Force? Does it make the conference better? I'm not. I don't don't know. So, what do you think about it, Brennan? Do you think it's good? What do you folks think about the reports about Colorado State and Air Force joining the American? Does Air Force – Air Force still runs a variation of the option, right? I don't want to play them. We can't stop the option. Although we did last year, and we will this year, and ECU will beat Navy finally coming up later on this season. Brock's lock. Uh, that is a future Brock's lock uh, coming up later on this calendar year. All right, so Pirates, Tulane, Chandler, how you feeling about the game on a Wednesday? Well, you have time to change your answer, even though you won't be here Saturday or Friday because, hey, who wants to work on a weekend? I do. Do you? I do. Well, but, cut, well show up. Man, I, I look, I have a social life where I am involved. Look who's got a social life. Look who has friends. In a big in a big moment of my best buddy's life. Big ball moment. It's a big is his glory hole days, as I said last week. <laughs> I want me some glory hole. And he has asked me to be a part of his wedding, so by golly, I'm going to be there. I know. No, no shame in that. I'm going to keep picking on you, though. But I can't wear those. I can't wait to wear those sweet, sweet kicks. All right, we forgot to get into this yesterday. I think now's <laughs> as good a time as any. So Chandler scoots in. I'm sitting here. This is before the show. Chandler like walks in, kind of. How would you describe your step? It was a smooth... Like it was a little like a, smooth, little swag yeah, step. Yeah, 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 got the little swag sway going on. Yeah, a little, little swaggy, swaggy chan. And you come in and you lay this box on the table here and it looks all nice and you open it up and it's oh, yeah. a uh, it's a nice pair of shoes. And each shoe is... Displayed in a... I don't even know what... It was like a sack. A sack! Each shoe has it was its, a shoe sack. Each shoe has its own personal protective sack that looked made it look pretty nice, right? Oh yeah. And the it's name like, yeah, these are some nice shoes. The name of the brand is Bruno Mark. Bruno Mark, not Bruno Mars. Bruno Mark. This is cousin. And Chandler breaks them out and is like, "Hey, check these babies out. This is." Uh, and I was like, "They're oh. shiny." I said, "Are you wearing those in the wedding?" He's like, "Yeah, this was our our wedding gift." I was like, "Well, okay, those look pretty nice." And I was like, uh, man, I'm curious uh, about Bruno Mark shoes. Like, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with them. So I Google it up, 
and the first thing that pops up is bruno mark men's shoes walmart and i was like huh. wait what <laughs> i was like wait a minute what was behind that <laughs> wally world oh my gosh so i click on it and i'm looking at the selection here and i find chandler's particular shoe and you can get one of these shoes that chandler got which is really nice nicely packaged and chandler was in here flaunting it around uh you can get one well chandler's uh particular one is going right now for (laughs) 17.99 there was one option for like (laughs) 12.99 and uh, look there's nothing wrong with that i just found it i'm still thankful for those shoes (laughs) of course you are and you should be and you know what i this is like no shame i'm literally wearing 15 dollar walmart shoes right now yeah which are like the most comfortable shoes i've ever had in my life they're called uh they're the off brand of hey dudes basically they're like hey bros or something i think they're called like hey cuz george's or something but they're like literally they were 14.99 hey dude i figured they'd fall apart but i wear them every day and i love them and can't get enough of them but uh it just it took a little bit of the wind out of chandler's sales a little bit a little bit when they're I, nice looking shoes they're very nice and I, and there's nothing wrong with them at all but i remember like coming back in here and sitting down and you are just hysterically <laughs> laughing like you were almost about to like your face was turning red a little bit of purple you were about to fall out of your chair i was like what is he laughing at like you were getting a good laugh and i had a good hearty and laugh then you just like showed me your computer screen and it was walmart's <laughs> website with my shoes on them for 15.99 i was like jesus like good gracious but like i thought i had a shoe that like, you couldn't get in egypt or you something. came in here like you had the nicest shoes in greenville north carolina and uh there's <laughs> a lot of- come to find out you can go down the street and get them at uh at shoe carnival <laughs> well walmart yeah <laughs> literally walmart how much did they run well uh, eh. it varies varies oh you don't want to tell me how much you uh, they- mine was free 99 well free 99 is always good there was a version i of, am curious there was a different color of chandler's shoe that you could get for 12.99 what that's not funny (laughs) none of it is is really the funny if you can find a decent pair of shoes for 12.99 or free 99 for that matter i'm not gonna i'm not not gonna joke anybody for it i look i'm not embarrassed at all nobody should be i'm wearing walmart shoes right now no it's fine that is great i get you know i'm all about the three stripe life you know how much i love my i'm all about that walmart swag let me Chandler's tell you something. Got, I, will, I will hunt yeah. for a decently priced clearance. I never pay full price for my Adidas. Never. I always look for the discounted or the clearance price Adidas. And I found a pair I paid $16 for. Still have them. I mean, and I was a, proud. That's a great buy. I brought. I, I took them home. I was like, guess what I got? I got a pair of Adidas for $16. You know how much a regular pair of Adidas is going to run you? Mm-hmm. About $80. Well, the, the only, the, the funny part, the comical part about it all was just how you strolled in here and put the box on the table and then <laughs> pulled them out and were like, and then I Look was at like, these oh, puppies. Man, those are nice looking shoes. How much they run you? Free 99 Turns out eh, about 10 bucks. <laughs> And a little ten bucks and some change that can yeah. be yours. I was able to like reach in my pocket and pay for them. 
See, if you hadn't said anything about it, though, you could probably, you know, maybe down the road, if you didn't need them anymore, you could turn around and sell them for way more than you pay for them. Oh, yeah. If you would have worn those in game-worn, wedding-worn Chandler Honeycutt shoes and then put them up on eBay, you could have got like 50, 60, 80 bucks 50, for them. 50, 60 cents. <laughs> <laughs> all right so there's that that was not part of our rundown that was just a funny moment that happened yesterday it was funny nfl news uh and i'm trying to remember wasn't the uh it, it probably wasn't the first iteration of you mad bro but it really became famous when richard sherman and the seahawks beat the patriots and he went up to tom brady after the game and I can't. Did he actually say "you mad, bro," or is or did just the meme kind of explode online? I can't remember of Sherman yelling in his face after the game because the Seahawks. Had I saw won. that picture today. Yeah, uh, the the classic "you mad, bro." Well, now they are teammates. Uh, Richard Sherman signing with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and again, I don't, I don't remember it being like this in the NFL. This is so NBA. This is so like ring chasing old guys joining up with Brady, like Antonio Brown kind of rekindling his NFL life. And is it, uh, Sherman's trying to do the same. Yeah. And Dominican Sue. Josh. JP, um, JPP. JVV. Now, now I was going to get to that. Oh, next. okay. You were going to get to that next. But you've got all these old guys joining, uh, joining the Bucks. Sunday night football. Josh Norman is playing with the Niners, and guess what? He did a classic Josh Norman peanut punch, uh, but the ball went out of bounds. But Josh Norman's still making plays in 2021. And is it Josh Gordon? Oh, okay. That's Josh where Gordon. you were going. Yeah, that's where I was going. Josh he's Gordon. He's back again for the 12th to, time. And he's been reinstated, and he's signing, I believe, with the Chiefs. He is. Or you did are sign. Uh, because for a second there, I was like, wait a minute, didn't he sign with the Bucks? But no, he he sign with the chiefs would you rather have cornell powell or josh gordon cornell i'll take cornell powell yeah I, yeah because josh cut. gordon's too much of an inconsistency for you state fans out there washington uh signed kelvin Harmon to their practice squad today how many times has josh gordon been in and out of the league in the past few years at least like three legitimately three. yeah but, but even more than that so he is still trying to give it a go. Josh Gordon had incredible numbers. And before I look it up, I'm going to say 2013. Like, uh, I'm, I'll find it. Uh, let's take a look at his <laughs> While you're looking seasons. for that, Redbeard tweeted that Chandler strutted into work like I did in 1989 when I was the only kid in town who had Reebok pumps in the first grade. Exactly. That's that's what made it funny. He was like super jacked about, and and he should be. They're good looking shoes. I'm I'm proud to wear them. Uh, guess how many receiving yards Josh Norman, Josh Gordon had in 2013? I'm gonna say like 1,400. 1,646. Wow. On 87 catches, averaged 18.9 a catch, uh, nine touchdowns and since then has never been close to a thousand just because he hasn't been able to play so he's just been kind of in and out of the league he didn't play in 15 or 16 he played i guess in a few games in 18 a few in 19 didn't play in 20 he's going to try to come back in 2021 we'll see good luck good luck to josh gordon all right finally um again now I'm starting to hear chatter a little bit about Igo's Mariners, but 
really nobody still cares about them. They well, went again last night. Yeah, one of them, uh, one of the players held up a sign that said "Keep doubting." It's not even doubting. It's like keep not acknowledging. Yeah. The Mariners are now a half game back of the free falling Red Sox. Yeah, I know. Who lost to the poor Orioles last night? The poor Orioles. And the Red Sox get another crack at them tonight. They're huge favorites, must-win situation, as they're a half game up on the Mariners and a game up on the Blue Jays. Of course, the Blue Jays are playing the Yankees right now. One more Yankees win would pretty much, I I don't know how the numbers work out, but they'd be in really good shape uh, to make the the postseason. But right now, they are... Yankees uh, have a two-game lead over Boston. Yankees looking good for that first wild-card spot. The race is really Boston, Seattle, Toronto. So Boston has a couple more games with Baltimore, and then they play, I think, the Nationals. So, like, they should be able to win enough games to, to get this wild card. Seattle has just been pounding Oakland, and uh, they'll continue to play that series tonight. So uh, Seattle, with a Red Sox loss and a Mariners win, could go uh, – a half game up on Boston and actually be if the playoffs started today in the playoffs. Blue Jays need to beat the Yankees tonight. Great pitching matchup between Cole and Barrios there at the Rogers Center. The Braves beat the Phillies last night, so their magic number is down to three. They are in really good shape to make the postseason and take on the Brewers in round one. Uh, the Cardinals have won 17 games in a row. 17 straight wins. And clinched uh, postseason berth. So before this started, they were seventy-one and sixty-nine, two games over five hundred. Now they're eighty-eight and sixty-nine, and uh, clinched their wild card. Uh, the Reds were eliminated last night, so uh, and I guess the Phillies too uh, from a wild card. So that is a look at your MLB postseason standings going into this wednesday night by the way if you're looking ahead wild card for the al is next tuesday wild card for the national league is next wednesday the al divisional series begin next thursday and the nl series uh, divisional series will begin next friday also we are less than two weeks away from hurricanes hockey we are less than three weeks away from Hornets I basketball. I saw your tweet. I'm excited. I just looked it up last night. The Hurricanes play two Tuesdays um, from today as they open up their season, I believe, on Tuesday the 12th. And then the Hornets will open up their season Hornets. on Monday the 18th. So we are getting close, Chandler, to uh, some Hornets basketball. I revamped Hornets uh roster as well oh they're gonna stink what makes you think that i don't know they always stink that is true <laughs> so, i don't know maybe uh maybe they'll get off to a good start and give us something to be excited got a, young, about. got a lot of young talent yeah they should be fun to watch this year all right let's take a break I, sorry but we're yeah. taking a break no i <laughs> right, go ahead i i was gonna say you asked me about how i felt about the two-lane game and then we started talking about my shoes. Did you never answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> what a cliffhanger. No, we, no, we, There's somebody out there wondering what you think about this game no, that's really angry right now. What I'm going to say is just I'm nervous. So I don't even need to ask the question if you're nervous. You already told us. I'm nervous. Spoiler, Chandler's nervous. Take a time out. Come back. We'll visit with the voice Jeff Charles when we return on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Oh, oh, oh. 
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. And Clip, as we head back in to (laughs) the show, Lord have mercy, I can't, you guys. Anyway, as we head back into the show, a little entertainment news for you because you're a big uh, Mandalorian fan. Uh, well, you watched the you watched the show. Yeah, I watched. I, I liked it. I don't understand all of it, but I like it. Okay, well, the spinoff is set. The Wait. book of Boba Fett, which is the uh, second installment of okay. the. Uh, it was the Mandalorian. Now it's the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That is set to be released December 29th. Oh, because the Mandalorian, as we know it, is done. Yes. Okay. So they're like this spinning off a spinoff of, of a spinoff. spin-off. Yes. Oh. That's but fine. that's cool. I, the Mandalorian I, was very <clears throat> good, and now you're moving into probably more your Star Wars lore in the book of Boba Fett. What's funny is, I guess at this point, I have seen the Star Wars movies, and they all seem the same to me. I got to be honest with you. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan, but I have seen them now. But um, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian like more than the movies themselves, actually. So well, I don't know. When you have a series like that, you can dig a little bit more deeper into the characters than, say, a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie. So There's a lot of good stuff coming out here. Uh, Sopranos movie comes out Friday. I thought it was last Friday, and uh, which is why I asked Jeff Nadeau when he was going to watch it, and I was a week early on that. My bad. Uh, that's coming out. Succession and Curb Your Enthusiasm are coming back very soon i'm excited about that so like a lot of uh when is uh cobra kai coming back cobra kai is like uh the new year's eve i want to say okay yeah because uh, stranger Ozark things is coming back tiger king's coming back if you're into that yeah uh stranger things season four is not coming out till the middle of next year i think ah. <coughs> excuse me so uh which sucks because i've been waiting for a long time for season four i need to really do a bit i need to keep up with the list of shows i need to watch once football season's over because right now all i got is tuesday night really wednesday night i host trivia at aj's tuesday night is the only night i'm not watching football so that uh, is my point. watch tv night and uh last night i ended up um uh, I watched the re- the end of Squid Game, which is taking the Netflix world by storm, which is a Korean show, which is crazy. Uh, what is it called again? Squid Game. Squid Game. You hadn't heard it? It's like no. trending and all this stuff. But Well, I haven't a, been on Netflix in a while. It's a pretty violent, gruesome show, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's, like uh, it's like Hunger Games-esque, kind of oh Ish. okay all right so, probably uh, a more violent version of very violent very very violent okay um so did so redbeard says mando will return more than likely in the spring now wait so mandalorian is coming back 
um i don't know i didn't see that now nah, we'll talk more about this later yeah we'll figure it out thank you Redbeard. jeff charles joins us on the fixed nc live line and uh let's talk some pirate football with the voice he joins us here on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live jeff how you doing today Cliff, I'm doing great. Get ready for the opening game of the conference season. Doesn't seem possible, does it? This is the eighth year the Pirates have been in the American Athletic Conference and uh, ready to go for another conference season this uh, weekend. Trying to have a winning record in the uh, the month of October, Jeff, for the first time since 2015. Trying to win three games in a row for the first time since 2014. So, uh, look, we've all lived it. We all know it. But when you put it to numbers like that, Jeff, it is kind of hard to believe uh, how long we've been uh, struggling as a football team, a football program. And that's just one of the many reasons uh, it makes this weekend's game against Tulane uh, so important. It really is an important game. Of course, they are each and every week, as we all know, Cliff, for various reasons. But here are some more numbers for you. Since East Carolina has been in the American Athletic Conference. This is, I mentioned, going into year eight. So there's a seven-year body of work. The Pirates in football are 16-40 and 40 in the American Athletic Conference. Mm. So not only have the Pirates not been able to win, they really haven't even been competitive. So you know, it's time for all that to change, and they've got an opportunity to get off on the right foot against the Tulane team that Tulane has had East Carolina's number. They've won three in a row. They've won four of the last five. And longtime Pirate fans will remember, you go back in the series when East Carolina really owned this series, there was a stretch where the Pirates had won nine out of ten games against Tulane. Well, that has really changed like so many series that we have seen, Cliff, down through the last few years where East Carolina had dominated these teams and now they're losing to these teams. So let's see if they can get on the right track this week. They're going to have to play a lot better this coming Saturday than they did last week against Charleston Southern. It's going to take a great effort. And Mike Houston said as such yesterday at the press conference, he said, guys, we're we're going to have to have a great effort and really bring our A game if we're going to win this game coming up on Saturday. Jeff, uh, more on Tulane in, in just a moment. I do want to look back with you. First time I've had a chance to talk to you since East Carolina's win over Charleston Southern. And, man, uh, we, we felt great coming off that win against Marshall on the road as underdogs. Great comeback. And, uh, man, the Pirate Nation was fired up. ECU wins on Saturday. And... Jeff, the, the the fans weren't as fired up, and understandably so. That uh, that was not a pretty win to the eyes for East Carolina. How did you you feel calling that game, Jeff? And you painted it purple, but uh, I don't know if those um, you were brushing with the same ferocity on those strokes uh, as you were maybe uh, when you were in Huntington a week prior. Well, yeah, Cliff, I mean, a win is a win is a win, and you hear coaches talk about that all the time. And it is hard to win games every Saturday. Now, most Pirate fans were expecting a 30-point blowout, and it did not happen. And credit Charleston Southern, especially uh, that first half. My goodness, that first quarter when they were moving the ball at will, and it seemed like we all blinked it. It was 14 to nothing, Charleston Southern. And there was some real concern at that point with their offense, which was really fun to watch. And I mentioned on the air during the first half, this looks like UCF's offense, and we know how quickly they go and how they play that up-tempo style. Well, that's what Charleston Southern was doing, and then the Pirates got a little bit of a better handle on it, but boy, that first quarter, they were just blowing up and down the field, and it was 14 nothing right out of the gate. So then things settled down, and you know what was so ironic about the game, Cliff, like the previous week in Huntington, a missed field goal really seemed to jack up the Pirates, and that was the case 
Mm. This past Saturday, yeah. 14-0, and Charleston Southern misses a field goal, and it jacks up the Pirates' sideline, and they come out and they start playing better. Well, we saw that in Huntington the week before when when uh, this field goal by Marshall really seemed to get the guys uh, motivated, and, and they made that great comeback. So, yeah, it was not the prettiest win, but it is a win, and I think we have to keep it in perspective, Cliff. Most fans, I think, felt that if the Pirates could come out of September at 2-2, two and two, yeah. they would have a chance to perhaps win six games this year and be bowl eligible. Well, all those cards are still on the table. So you take the win and you look back on it and you say, yeah, I've got to play a lot better if you're ECU and Mike Houston. And I'm sure they've gone back to the drawing board this week to make some corrections because, as I mentioned, uh, it's conference season now and taking nothing away from Charleston Southern, they're they're a pretty good little football team, but they're not an American Athletic Conference team. And you've got an AAC team coming in here this weekend that has been successful of late, and they have been winning. So, again, it's a it's another tough task for the Pirates coming up on Saturday. Jeff Charles joining us. He'll be on the call for a big conference opener for East Carolina, a pivotal game here in 2021. Uh, as East Carolina takes on Tulane, we'll be with you 1130 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll be visiting with The Voice on that show as well. And you can hear from Jeff on Friday at noon on the UBE Pirate Preview. Looking at uh, Tulane over the years, Jeff, they had that uh, magical year in 1998. Sean King, a quarterback with you know Tommy Bowden um, as the coach there. Rick Smith was a part of that staff. He talks about that team quite a bit. But twelve and zero that year. The Patrick Ramsey was a good quarterback in the early two thousands. They had uh, of course Matt Forte there, and and even those teams weren't that good. Tulane, if you look at them over the years, has had a good year every now and then, but has lacked consistency winning. And that's exactly what Willie Fritz has brought to this Tulane program, Jeff, with seven wins in 18, seven and 19, and they go to a bowl in 2020. So three straight bowl appearances there. That's Tulane's longest streak, Jeff, uh, in their football history. So I know you're a big fan of Willie Fritz and what he does there in Tulane. And well, let's face it, they're not used to being one and three. I know they've played some good teams, but they are a pretty desperate team right now that's, uh, that's used to winning these last few years. Well, they really are, Cliff, but that's what has to concern you about coming into this game on Saturday. They're like a wounded dog. I mean, they don't want to go one and four because I was looking at their schedule. They've got three games coming up after ECU that are going to be, you know, probably underdogs in. So they're looking at this game. They've got this one circled with the Pirates as a must win. And you're right about their consistency, and you're right about Willie Fritz. I just think the guy's an outstanding coach, and he's done a great job in a place that's very difficult to win. And he has won 20 games over the last three years coming into this season. So, you know, you could do the math. They're averaging almost seven wins a year, and that is really, really good at Tulane, and they're going to bowl games. He's in his season, so they have stuck with him, and it really has paid off for Tulane football. And he has a really good program in place now. The recruiting has gotten a lot better. He's a really good X's and O's guy. And you know, their, their program has never been more solid than what it is now. Now, they're going to be really disappointed. Even though UAB is pretty good, they're going to be disappointed they lost to UAB at home last week, 28-21. to 21. Uh, They blew out Morgan State, which they were expected to do. And then, of course, the game that everybody just opened their eyes and said, what in the world's going on here? They had a chance to win at Oklahoma against Lincoln Riley's. They just lost that game by six points out there. So this is a football team. Of course, they got blown out by Ole Miss, but Ole Miss is really good. I'm not really sure what happened in that one, giving up 61 points, but Ole Miss has a very good offense. So you kind of flush that one away. But 
Yes, this is a this is a good program. Willie Fritz is a really good, solid coach. He's got a good coaching staff. Uh, he's got a game plan and a blueprint to make a program work. He's so much like Mike Houston, and we're going to talk about this this week, Cliff. The fact that these guys had to pull themselves up on their bootstraps in this profession. Neither one of them had a big name or had a famous father who opened doors for them or those kinds of things. And I've often thought those are the guys who make the best coaches. And like Coach Houston, who's coached at the lower levels of college football and, and in high school when he got his start, Willie Fritz was a junior college coach and then a Division II coach at a couple of places and then an FCS coach at Georgia Southern. So his resume is very similar to Mike Houston's. And I think Mike told me the other day that of all the coaches in the American, he talks to Willie Fritz more than anyone else because they do have that in common. They do have that same type of resume. So he's a good coach. He's got his program uh, underway. Uh, Tulane made a really good hire. I thought when they made that hire six years ago, I mentioned on the air clip that I thought Tulane made an excellent hire. He had a great run at Georgia Southern. And uh, this guy's a winner. I mean, some guys just win wherever they go. Mike Houston's always been able to do that. Now he's got a big challenge at ECU, but you look at the Willie Fritz bio, and he has won everywhere he's been, and he's been winning at Tulane. Jeff, also, uh, Pirates are going to face another tough QB this week, and uh, Michael Pratt was thrown into the fire as a young QB. kind of became a cult hero when he almost pulled off the upset against Oklahoma. Had Trey Young and uh, other professional athletes uh, tweeting about him on social media. Uh, very good player, and uh, we'll get to see him up close and personal coming up this Saturday. Well, you're right about Michael Pratt. He burst onto the scene last year. Nobody knew who he was, and he came in here and – Tulane beat East Carolina 38-21, to and we were like, who's this freshman quarterback? And then after the game, we're like, you know, this guy's pretty good, and he, he is good. Um, his percentage down a little bit. Uh, his uh, throwing percentage, completion percentage is the same as Holt Naylor's going into the game, but they're both at 58%. But uh, where he's really strong is his touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's thrown 10 touchdowns and only two interceptions, and he can run as well. He's run for 96 yards. He's really smart. He's out of Boca Raton, Florida. He does a nice job running their offense, and he's got some good skilled guys that we saw last year, some of the same cast of characters that we saw last year. Some of the receivers and the running backs are all back to them, and they're expecting to have a, a really good year. So I've got to be disappointed that they're one and three, and again, uh, they get kind of a fresh start, just like the Pirates do with this opening game. So I think you're going to see a couple of very hungry team starting conference play coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to that one, 3.30. It'll be on ESPN Plus and Jeff Charles, Kevin Monroe, Marty Fuhrer on the call on the Pirates IMG Learfield Sports Network. Jeff, um, coming up 2.30 on Saturday. We'll be watching this one uh, while we're here with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. South Bend, uh, it'll be Notre Dame and Cincinnati. And I think we talked about this with you last week, Jeff. The, the scenario played out perfectly for the Bearcats. They needed Notre Dame to beat Wisconsin, and Notre Dame was able to do that. Now Notre Dame has a number nine beside their name. So this will be a road top ten win for Cincinnati if they can go in there and do it. And uh, they're getting uh, some respect from Vegas, Jeff. Cincinnati is a road favorite against Notre Dame, uh, sitting at around a two-point favorite right now. Uh, I know you got to give Luke Fickle and the the Bearcats a chance to go in there and win this game. What do you think about this matchup, Jeff? Well, I think you got to give them a chance, just like you said, Cliff. And they're number seven in America against the number nine team. And the Bearcats are ranked ahead 
of Notre Dame. I know it really bugs a lot of Ohio State fans that Cincinnati's ranked ahead of Ohio State. <laughs> when did that ever happen? But that's uh, what we're looking at this year. But, uh, yeah, you've got to give them a puncher's chance or, or maybe more than that. I mean, this is a really good team. I would guess that I don't know if it's the most important or biggest game in the history of Cincinnati football, but it's got to rank right up there at the top. My goodness, if they can go to South Bend and win this game Saturday, what a statement that is going to make. And you have to have a quality quarterback to be able to win games like that. And Desmond Ritter is really mature. We've watched him mature at Cincinnati down through the years to where he's one of the better quarterbacks around these days. And I don't care who you are. He's a handful to prepare for because he can throw it and he can run it. And then their defense is always tough. So Notre Dame's got uh, their work cut out for them. Uh, of course, all of us in the America would love to see a Cincinnati win. It'd be great for the conference, even though they are leaving, as we know, in the next year or two or whenever that's going to be. But still, what a big win it would be for the AAC if Cincinnati can pull that one off. Yeah, Jeff, and I don't uh, talk much on the show about conference realignment. I'll bring it up if someone asks a question or wants to dive into it. But I, I don't know how much you've been following it, Jeff. I know you're not too uh, thrilled to see that Colorado State and Air Force uh, could be joining forces with the AAC. And nothing against those schools, but uh, for you, it's uh, it's about the travel and, you know, why are we playing a game out there? So I, I don't know. I won't even let you get into that on a uh, on a Wednesday, Jeff. <laughs> well, I tell you what it amounts to, Clip, and I don't know anything. Basically, all I know is what I read. But what it amounts to is ESPN and television and dollars and how the American can salvage what is about $7 million per year per team by losing those three schools that we've already mentioned a million times. Can you bring in schools that can keep that television package at relatively the same amount? So if it, if it happens that way where Air Force and Colorado State and who knows who else uh, may join the league, it's going to be because the league is going to be able to keep the television dollars relatively the same. And, you know, it's just the, it's just the world that we live in today. It's just uh, television-driven, as we know. So it may happen. I mean, a month or so ago, I didn't think it was going to happen, but it seems like now there's some momentum building for for it to happen, and, and the other thing I have read recently, Cliff, is that Craig Thompson, who is the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, and I, I know Craig. I knew him back when he was with the, the old Metro Conference years ago when, when Virginia Tech was in the Metro. I uh, got to know Craig there, but for what you read, there's a lack of confidence in his leadership. He's the commissioner of the league with a lot of schools who are in the Mountain West now, and they, they're looking to jump ship. So the wild card, of course, is Boise. Uh, what Boise is going to do, do they have some kind of uh, agreement, that, or at least a handshake agreement, that in a couple of years are going to be in the Big 12? And if they do, are they going to just uh, play it out in the Mountain West and wait for a Power 5 invitation? That very well could happen. Um, San Diego State seemed just totally crazy to me. East <laughs> Carolina and, and San Diego State in the, in the same conference. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to happen now. But, again, it's about the television dollars. And, you know, I was looking at this the other day from a baseball standpoint. And believe me, baseball really is not on the radar when we talk about these kind of conference realignments and who's coming in your league and who's leaving and all that. But as, uh, as we stand now, I believe I'm correct in saying this, with the three teams leaving, there are only five baseball schools in the league after that. I don't know if anybody's talked about that a whole lot because SMU and – and uh, Tulsa, of course, they don't, they don't play baseball. 
So, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? And if, if you're not going to play in, will Air Force want to play basketball in this league? I would kind of doubt it. I mean, the service academies aren't really built to play the Memphises of the world in basketball. So I don't know if Air Force would come in as a full-time member or what you would do is bring in the Air Forces in Colorado States for football and then look to bring in some basketball-only schools for basketball, much like Wichita State is in this league now. So it's a giant jigsaw puzzle clip, as we all know. But the bottom line is it's about television, it's about revenue, and I'm sure they're trying to put all the pieces together to salvage as much as they can from that television contract and, and keep the schools as financially healthy as they can with a good TV deal. Yeah, Jeff, great points raised, great questions asked there uh, as you're going over uh, all of that. And, uh, again, we'll, we'll follow it day to day. But right now, uh, yeah, just kind of focus on what's coming up this Saturday. It'll be East Carolina and Tulane. We'll continue to talk about it here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be with you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Jeff Charles uh, will be with you Friday at noon at UBE. You can drop by and uh, see the voice at UBE on Friday. Jeff, as, uh, you got another good show planned for this Friday? Yeah, we do. Uh, we're going to have a lot of guests, and uh, it's really going to be a, a preview look at what's going to happen You know, on Saturday. We're really enjoying our Friday visits down to UBE at 12 noon, and it's worked out really well. Clip, I'd like to plug uh, what we're going on uh, doing tonight. Um, on one of our podcasts, we're going to visit with Leonard Henry tonight yeah. at 6 o'clock, and also uh, we're going to re-air that interview at 6 o'clock tomorrow night as well. And uh, Leonard Henry is not in the ECU Hall of Fame, and I scratch my head about that. I have absolutely no idea why the man has never been put in the ECU Hall of Fame. He's second all-time in rushing. He ran for over 3,000 yards. He's second only to Junior Smith. And then he went on, he played in the National Football League, and today uh, Leonard is the pastor of First Baptist Church in his hometown of Clinton. He's been a great ambassador for the university. He's a first-class human being and a great football player. And again, uh, we're going to visit with him coming up tonight, 6 o'clock. I think longtime Pirate fans will really enjoy hearing from Leonard Henry. Uh, we taped the interview this morning, Cliff, and he did a wonderful job with it. And, again, uh, I hope folks can tune in tonight at 6 o'clock. If you can't tune in tonight, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for our interview with Leonard Henry. And, Jeff, I'll actually uh, be your lead-in tonight. We're doing something a little bit different. Right after Pirate Radio Live, uh, Rob Maloney from D.H. Conley and Clay Medlin from J.H. Rose are going to pop in. We're going to play a quick 10, 15-minute live edition of Pirate Radio Trivia, and that'll be the lead-in to uh, to Leonard Henry coming up at around 6.15 tonight. So we had a big night on Pirate Radio, Jeff. We'll play a little trivia, then have a great interview uh, with the former Pirate great running back, Leonard Henry, talking to The Voice. So uh, we're fired up. Fun night uh, coming up on Pirate Radio tonight, Voice. Yeah, it really is, and I really enjoy talking to the guys who played in the Steve Logan era here. They're really good guys, and my goodness, all the things that Leonard has done in his life. He's got an amazing story now. He really does, and and what he's doing uh, as a man of God and uh, leading uh, his church in Clinton. I hadn't talked to Leonard in uh, a long time. He gets back here occasionally for a game, but he's so busy now with his church, it's kind of difficult for him to get to Greenville to games, but 
Well, it was it was just a wonderful conversation with him, and I think folks are really going to enjoy it. Looking forward to that tonight and Thursday at 6 o'clock. Of course, you can download it as well and listen to it whenever you'd like. Uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. We will uh, talk to you again. We'll hear from you, uh, of course, tonight. We'll hear from you Friday, and we'll talk to you again uh, right here in the Pirate Radio studios on Saturday. Looking forward to it, Cliff. Thanks so much. There is the voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. You can hear him coming up tonight uh, with the Pirate Radio podcast, talking to former Pirate great Leonard Henry. That's coming up after our special edition of Pirate Radio Trivia. Coming up, all presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer Trivia, also presented by A.J. McMurphy's, where I will be tonight doing more trivia. I've uh, cooked up a lot of questions on this Wednesday, and we'll have some fun tonight, 8 o'clock. Come on out and join us. All right, let's get a break in. We are kind of late on a break, so what we'll do, we'll come back. Wager McGee will join us in studio. We will talk exclusively East Carolina to Lane, see if he has a pick in that game or likes uh, the over or under. Then we'll take another break and dive into the rest of the action with Wager McGee. We'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number one after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. If you've got damage from wood rot, smoke, or fire, or water, get it fixed. If you've got damage, use a contractor. That works for you and not your insurance company. Visit FixedNC.com today um, or give them a call at 999-0001. That's three nines, three zeros, and a one. FixedNC. Restore. Renew. Maintain. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barat. Back with you on Pirate Live here on a Wednesday wrapping up hour number one, hour two. It's all Wager McGee and here to wrap up hour number one. It's Wager McGee on a Wednesday as we're going to dive in to all of the college football and NFL action. Wager, welcome back. We missed you last week. Glad to see you return. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me back again. What were you doing last week? Uh, what was last week? I, I, I <laughs> had some things going on in the personal life? <laughs> yes. All right. Buy a new hoodie. By the way, I apologize for uh, misspelling your name on Twitter and to your... Um, to your relatives and family oh. uh, left out the h in the mcgee yeah uh, mrs mcgee is going to be very upset about that so. wait is it her name did you take her name yeah yeah sort of <laughs> okay all right <laughs> whatever um so let's get into ecu tulane we'll talk about this one we'll take a time out because we're behind on a break and then we'll dive into the rest of it uh east carolina a four-point dog to tulane the total is somewhere in the 60s so uh do you have any interest in playing this one way or the other i i did i, I immediately looked knowing that both defenses struggled a little bit uh it's all that you know east carolina is 127th ranked defense tulane's 113th so that makes me lean a little bit towards the over right there because both offenses are scoring both defenses struggle a little bit have yes. you seen ecu's offense um what well, i mean i saw the a little bit of the marshall game and saw what, the fourth the quarter second, yeah in the second half hey they they've had count. two good quarters of offense all the points count the same but they i mean Ugh. they won two games in a row right 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they have, and not all wins are created equal. I mean, I know, but a wins at the end of it, it ECU beginning of the season. Your your pirate radio here. Probably their realistic goal was to get to a bowl, right? Six wins and bowl. Yeah, and be two and two in September. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah so and they were they're there. This yeah. is the third win, and who they have next? Navy or South Florida? Somebody struggling? No, Central Florida. Oh, Central Florida. But they play some other teams later on down the road. Um, hey, I like knowing more about a game than you because I'm not going to be able to do that the rest of the uh, the segment. I could, well, I, you know, my I point should, is, I should open this up. they scored seven on a pick six last week in the second half. That was their only points. ECU's offense has been super clunky, which is why I'm, I'd be scared to go over here. I think the play, unfortunately, is Tulane minus four. I don't know. I'm on pirate radio. I'll, I'll back. I'll back <laughs> ECU, which I rarely do. I, I, really? I don't think. I mean, 113th ranked defense doesn't travel very well on the road, as we saw, as we've seen a couple times with Tulane. So yeah, but they um, gave up 60 of those to Ole Miss and a lot to Oklahoma. Like I know, but I mean, this is a team. That, you know, we're not college basketball here. It's Tulane's getting a lot of credit. Who was it last week? I think we were talking about it the same way. Getting a lot of credit for a loss right i mean the best thing that people will say oh, oh yeah tulane man they're great they were great in that loss to oklahoma how bad is how bad i, mean, I know oklahoma what does oklahoma look bad. like now the last two or three weeks they yeah. struggle against nebraska they struggle against west virginia and they struggle against tulane we'll talk about that later i think you fade them this week against kansas state who they never can beat yeah Ole miss we're gonna find out how good they are but and tulane scored 69 against morgan state so all right i, I mean there's gonna be points i i I know. I mean, Tulane's. We talked about eleven and five against the spread in the last sixteen run, and ECU under under Houston is only two and three the last five against the spread as a home dog. I don't see how you can make either one of these teams a huge favorite. I would lean to the points, even okay. though Tulane is has won the last three matchups. ECU's thrown for three fifty one and three sixty the last two times. Tulane threw for two seventy seven. So what they were going to want to do, neither team's been able to stop. Again, which leads me back to it's going to be an over fun game. I guess you weren't with us last week because you went to that Georgia State Auburn game, right? No, oh, that was we got robbed. I mean, our, our head coach said it. Now that's a bad spot for Georgia State this week. Now App State coming to town. So it's weird that I'm. Uh, the ECU grad on Pirate Radio telling you not to take ECU and you're saying take the points, take ECU. That was a, a complete role reversal. I'm there. here for the fans. I, I usually don't. We usually pick against them. You know, those flashback to two or three years ago when I was like, ah, oh, ECU's, I, well, I see one and 11. I mean, I, I think they're three and two after Saturday. Why not? Let's be positive. I, uh, South Florida, Temple, Navy, bowl game. I, I hear you. That is the, and I, that is all out there for them to do at this point. It certainly is. I have been bad picking against the spread uh, for East Carolina this year. I had uh, them covering week one with App State winning, so I kind of split there. I had week two ECU winning outright. And I, uh, what do you mean? Did you watch that game? Did you see how bad South Carolina was? I, I. I don't know. I mean, I, okay, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Week three, I had Marshall covering. No, that didn't happen. ECU won outright. Last week, my final score prediction was 38-24. No, I'm sorry, 38-14. So, technically, and I said, I guess I've got Charleston Southern plus the points. So, that was my first win against the spread for ECU this year. So, I've not been good on this. So I'll go ahead and throw that out there. So, maybe it's a good thing I like Tulane minus four. Yeah, it sounds like it from uh, from an ECU standpoint. Now, who's that? Is that um, Brett McMurray? Who calls you during the day? Who calls me? Brett McMurphy. Like, 
I'm trying to think of who you talk to. Who are the uh, big wigs in Vegas? Uh oh, I I can't I can't reveal that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll come back. We'll have more with Wager McGee. I'm going to run down the big games, which you probably have no picks on, and then we'll talk about what you do like for the week. You got anything on Cincinnati and Notre Dame? Just curious. I didn't put anything together, but I like I like Cincinnati in that. Hmm. All right. We'll discuss that and uh, the rest of the Week 5 college football action. We'll dive into NFL later on in the hour. A lot more to go with Wager McGee. Hour 2, we're back after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, busy Wednesday here in the Pirate Radio Studios and outside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming up after our show ends at 6 p.m., we're going to do a live edition of Pirate Radio Trivia presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer and A.J. McMurphy's. Rob Maloney from D.H. Conley, Clay Medlin from J.H. Rose. It's going to be a, uh, a high school clash coming up. And uh, shout out to the big dog, Glenn Griffin. He's got a cool uh graphic on that looks like a heavyweight title fight poster uh that is now on our social media after that jeff charles talks to pirate great leonard henry on the pirate radio podcast and it's must win time for the red Sox as they take on the orioles tonight right here on pirate radio all right uh let's continue on with wager mcgee says he likes the uh ecu tulane over in that game and gun to his head he would take the pirates in the game plus the points against tulane let's uh look at some big matchups uh wager and then we'll dive into what you really like this week sounds like you are a uh a dog day afternoon coming up for you this weekend but let's start with uh well you're gonna go against that here and take the favorite when the cincinnati bearcats getting a lot of respect as road favorites against notre dame coming up 2.30 Saturday on NBC, and you like the Bearcats. I do, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good spot more than anything else, right? It's their, this is their stake at making the playoffs, right? Because they get UCF, they get SMU at home, and they've had an off week before this. So they've had two weeks to prepare for them. Notre Dame's you know, played a pretty good, challenging schedule, and but it's pretty beaten up at this point after that Wisconsin game. So I think it's a bad spot for them. So, yeah, I, I think Cincinnati gets it done. So What's the uh, quarterback situation for Notre Dame? Do we know? Is that why the line is what it is? Or yeah, it's going it to be, be the – I think yeah, the Crone's out, right? So it's the backup, but I'm not sure exactly who that is. So. Okay. All right, the Bearcats on the road. Wager's taking them. Uh, another national game coming up. Man, Arkansas. When I found out that game against Texas A&M was in Jerry World, I backed off of Arkansas. Again, my favorite game I've had this year – 
because it was so easy and the atmosphere was so incredible was arkansas beating texas at home so i've loved the razorbacks this year but i went against them last week it didn't go well for me this week they're big dogs on the road at georgia is this one where you know we arkansas is good but they got a lot of flaws they, they get blown out by georgia or do they stick around i i guess the one thing i lean to is the under here okay. in this game so i i you know as a again very physical game last week for them with texas a&m um kind of a bad spot there i don't think they're gonna allow georgia i mean i looked at georgia south carolina game earlier and thought that that game might be under and it got over i think the arkansas defense a little bit better there obviously the head coach is very familiar with what they want to try to do from a blocking scheme and offensive side of things with georgia's being the former offensive line coach there so i didn't really have a i guess i would think that arkansas gets under the number because it's what 18 and I expect a lower scoring game. But you like the under. Well, in that one, yeah, gun to the head. I would I would like the under there. All right, another national game, 330, CBS, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Last week, uh, the Alabama first quarter team total hit in uh, like four minutes and 50 seconds. It was awesome. Also had them first quarter minus the points. That was great. Um, now, two weeks ago, Alabama did not cover. They were in a dogfight, a gator fight against Florida. And similar spread here, Wager, but this time they're at home against Ole Miss. What side are you on here uh, in, in total as well? Total sitting at 80 points in this game. Yeah, and last week I, I went against what we normally do. I had Southern Miss plus 45. <laughs> Two kickoff returns and a 24-yard touchdown pass with a minute or something to go to finally you did that. get over a number because of the spot. It was between Florida, yeah. it was between Ole Miss, and what what Alabama had done against Mercer the week before that heading into Florida. Um, and that of late, you know, that they hadn't really been blowing people out. Um, I, I mean, I love Ole Miss plus the 15 here. I, I, I know it's Alabama is the same thing. They were ready for it. They spent a little bit of time probably Southern Miss, Southern Miss week getting ready for it. And the last five for the over total, which I, I still could see happening, last five years with Saban, Alabama versus Ole Miss, They've scored 63, 59, 62, 66, and 48. That's just Alabama. Um, but last year's game, 63, 48, 59, 31. Ole Miss, again, had bigger numbers. Got under the numbers in both of those 2-0 against the spread. Kiffin's had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, the offense is clicking right now. Obviously, the number one offense in the country. We saw Alabama struggle a little bit against Florida with run the ball, throwing the ball, and I don't know. I don't think it's too early to say this may be the winner. This may walk away with the Heisman Trophy as well, winning quarterback. Uh, not the first time I've I've heard that this week. Uh, as far as Corral, is that his name? Yep, Corral can, can really. Uh... Yep, I would say one thing for last year. I mean, obviously the Alabama defense last year was this defense was was is thought of as being better than that. But last year, Ole Miss and Kiffin put up 647 total yards against Alabama. Now they allowed 701 or something, but nobody else put up more than 450 yards against them. So Ole Miss and Kiffin put up 200 plus more yards than anybody else against them, and it was very very balanced. 288 running the ball 379 passing we saw what florida same thing florida did right to to run the clock down a little bit that might mean that it doesn't get to 80 but 
man I, I was giving a pull out with two weeks to prepare here so went over 100 last year uh we'll see how high they can score this season uh this saturday all right um thursday night there's a standalone game virginia and miami and uh, i lost with virginia last week i thought i was being smart taking them i didn't think they should be favored like they were at home and so i went with it because that's what the, the smart people do and that didn't work uh wake forest turns out to be really good uh this week miami is a home favorite against uva coming up thursday night and you're siding with the uh, the cavaliers yeah i, I think the, the national folks have talked about this too the little there's really no home field advantage for miami these True. days and they're they're one in six against the spread the last seven at especially home. thursday night against virginia i can't imagine a lot of people are clamoring to get to that one yeah virginia actually has covered five of the, the last six games at miami so miami's done okay against them but not at home so and again i think those lines are normally larger than w- what this one is going to be some of those miami lines but for, i mean Miami's struggle against the past. We've seen a couple of teams, right? Not only Alabama and Michigan State. Everybody that's kind of been able to throw the ball against them has been able to throw it. Uh, Virginia is currently the number one passing team in the country, averaging 430 yards per game. He's just going to sling it around. On a short week, two, do what you do best against the, the weakest part of the defense. Should be a really fun game. I would think Virginia's going to have success throwing the ball. Uh, if you haven't seen Virginia play, Pirate fans, Brennan Armstrong, left-hander, very similar to Holden Aylers when you watch him play. can run around a little bit. Uh, so check him out on Thursday night. What does he wear? Them are like 53 or something, or 35 or 66 or something. He's no. a quarterback. It's a non-quarterback number, I think. Really? I anyway, didn't... he is the quarterback when he, you see him throwing. He's number five. Is he? <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. Anyway. <laughs> That's what it says up here. <laughs> you're leaving a number off. <laughs> I don't know what you're watching on your team. <laughs> uh anyway maybe i'm drunk usually when i'm watching them wait you like some bad teams this week uh we'll start with the duke blue devils i do i i i mean it's it's north carolina bad too (laughs) i I don't know we're gonna see i guess i mean it's a horrible spot for that one i think is the one of all these where it's a bad spot right carolina's off a loss right they should be um yeah they got beat by georgia tech yeah yeah. so you would think that they're probably going to bounce back here but i don't i mean Duke's running the ball really well, right? Yeah, Carolina's struggling stopping the run a little bit. We saw it last week. So Duke's got 17 rushing touchdowns on the year, which I think is is tops in the NCA, 13th rank, ranked rushing team overall. Uh, again, I know their schedule hasn't been tough. Kansas, Charlotte, teams like that. But that's what they're going to try to do. Last year was a blowout. I like this over as well, 56-24 Carolina. Uh, but Duke had 411 yards in that game. So and Duke's 4-0 against the spread, 3-1 and straight up the last four wow. in the matchups. Again, they're just not getting as, as many points as normal, um, although they're still getting quite a few points here. So, right, 19, what is it, 19 and a half? Uh, yeah, 20 is in, yeah, yeah. around there. In total, 72. If they're not going to be able to, to stop them, they're going to be able to score and hang with them. So, if anything else, and you know, it's going to fly over. So, but I, yeah, I mean... Duke is two seven and one the last ten against the spread on the road. So I, I know I'm I'm rolling the rolling the dice out there a little bit. It might be a backdoor cover, but uh I think they score on Carolina and keep it closer. Another bad team you like is Northwestern. I'd... This one is just the the matchup overall. So I mean it, it is Northwestern in the Big Ten. Uh they're twenty and three against the spread the last twenty three in the Big Ten and I, I found another team that probably has a worse spot than Nebraska, but not not much. So, obviously, two weeks ago, Nebraska played really tough against Oklahoma, Oklahoma there. Went to overtime with Sparty. Next week, they've got Michigan at home. So, 
it's a horrible spot for him. And Nebraska has dominated him since they've joined the league. They're set in Nebraska Northwestern seven and three against the spread uh, against Nebraska, and Nebraska's zero and four against the spread the last four times in conference home as a home favorite. Getting eleven, I'll take Northwestern plus eleven. I, I don't think Nebraska's gonna be focused on this game. Better coaching staff with Nebraska, uh, Northwestern too. Wager well, McGee just cherry picking these spots really, uh, and I, I mean I like it. Uh, cherry picking is like a negative term. I, I, you're looking at what happened last week, and that helps determine what you're going to do this week. We That's always smart. talk about spot. I know you hate to look ahead and look behind. I don't and all hate it. Stuff. I the just tweener. think sometimes you you use it incorrectly. You use the phrase like they play. Like I don't think Team A playing Team C next week is a big deal and doesn't affect Team B uh, anyway. Uh, top five michigan off of those two games is definitely when you just got ugly you know grinded out northwestern we ought to be able to beat them they're smart kids from chicago we can, we're more athletic than them all right that's a horrible spot the one that i found worse than that and it's an ugly it's ugly back but i'm gonna back georgia southern plus two at home against arkansas state arkansas state's 130th ranked defense in the country they played close games at memphis georgia to, southern they yeah, just southern. fired their coach right I don't care. Oh, I love me more now. So you usually rally around when you like USC when they went to Wazoo. Did you it's, not see the player was on the bus? Shotgun. Oh the beer yeah, yeah, the yeah. Shotgun. That, that right. Yeah. So that guy's been dismissed. Uh, they oh, fired the coach. Lock. Like, <laughs> Arkansas State, 130th ranked team in the country. They played a really tough game against Tulsa. That was off of that Washington game when Washington just destroyed them because they were off a loss. Memphis, three straight bad games. They've got a Thursday home game against the top team in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina, horrible spot. And they're, I mean, it's just a travel. It's tough to get to Statesboro as well from uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas. So, love Georgia Southern rallying around the the new interim head coach. Well, Fade them the next week. They always play bad week two like USC did against Oregon State. And uh, one more before we take a break. Why do you like Louisville on the road against a good Wake Forest team? Um, Where are we? We're in uh, Winston-Salem. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to find the game. <laughs> go to Winston-Salem on your map. <laughs> um, that the, the dog is 4-1 and one against the spread uh, and 3-2 and two straight up in the last five. So it's a series that the dog's kind of won uh, with that. So I don't – you know, Louisville, we'll see. I mean, the, obviously the Ole Miss and UCF games, you know, they've been, they've been tested a little bit more maybe than Wake Forest has been tested. Um but Wake is a tough uh, cover at home. Obviously, nine and zero against the spread. The last nine against mm. the FBS. Over might be your look here too. Forty five twenty one last year. Sixty two fifty nine in nineteen. Fifty six thirty five in eighteen. Forty two thirty two in seventeen. I, they don't. I mean, they don't show up and not score points in this series. So I like Louisville plus seven and uh, over sixty one. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll have more with Wager McGee, more uh, college football picks. We'll dive into the NFL as well. Um, We disagree on Falcons' team. I think Washington finally comes out and puts together a good performance defensively on Sunday. Uh, Wager likes the Falcons in that matchup. We'll, uh, We'll dive into the NFL after we conclude the college football talk after this. Listening to our 
two of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Select Bank and Trust. Banking is banking until the service is not the same. Wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs, can make local decisions, and cares about you, the customer? Try Select Bank and Trust. Bank local. Bank select. Selectbank.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Barak. All right, let's fly through some more college football action going on this weekend that Wager McGee likes one way or the other, and then we'll dive into the NFL, which uh, I was absolutely fantastic on college last Saturday and lost it all on Sunday with the National Football League. Really much in part thanks to the Chiefs just not winning. Had them in a teaser with uh, Buffalo. And those uh, teasers will will tease you, Wager, as that's, we, we that's find out. That's name, yeah. All right, let's uh, hit some more games you like. So Oklahoma plays everybody tight. You think they're going to play another tight one coming up this weekend against the fighting ghosts of Bill Snyder's Kansas <laughs> State? Who's their I, coach? I don't know their coaches. Uh, Kleinman uh, yeah. came from okay. North Dakota State, right? Don't so, they like to beat Oklahoma outright every they, now and then? They do. They won the last two there uh, straight up, and they were 27 and 23 point dogs in those two games. So. Now, this week, the line is uh, this year, the line is smaller 12, yeah. I think. Um, but you still like Kansas State? I do, yeah. Kleinman is he's 11 and 5 against the spread. The since uh start of 19 as a dog again those games that we talked about they just there's something they do there obviously oklahoma not very solid right now oh and three against the spread the three wins by five seven and three i think one of those was overtime um and last seven for uh for oklahoma under uh, lincoln riley he's only three and four against the spread on the road so they're struggling a little bit there um i like getting the points with kansas state a place that they they don't normally play well at plus Again, look ahead. It's kind of a big look ahead week. Red River shootout is next week with Oklahoma and Texas. Heard uh, Brandon Walker on Pick Central from Barstool. He said, when are we going to make Lincoln Riley win something, you know, and just stop crowning him for not winning anything? I will say this about Oklahoma. They're undefeated. Clemson and Ohio State aren't. So, yeah. they have not had any style points this year. That is for damn sure. But they're still undefeated. They should be able to get by K-State. It'll probably be tight like all their games have been, but they just keep winning, and they'll be there at the end of the year in the playoff. That's why the, the game of the week in the Big 12 is Baylor and Oklahoma State, right? I mean, Baylor's undefeated, maybe a lot better with winning against Iowa. If you look at their schedule, their schedule lays out just great for them. Uh, if they can get by Oklahoma State, they have <clears throat> Texas at home, and they have Oklahoma at home, and they already beat Iowa State at home if they can beat by Okie State this week. So they really... They don't have. They got to go to TCU and K State uh, after this. So I'm not saying they can go undefeated, but that's a huge turnaround by Baylor, and that offense looks really good right now. Um, 
Yeah, I had something here of where they are on on stats. Is this Baylor. a pick? Or are you talking about a game you're not even picking? No, I, I'll, I'll take the three and a half, four, whatever it is. I Baylor? like them on the road. Yeah, with Baylor. Right. I mean, Oklahoma State's a little offensively challenged, good defense, so it may be a really tight, low scoring game. Uh, I'll take the points. I'm 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 on the Baylor bandwagon. Uh, should Clemson be favored by more than two touchdowns against Boston College? No. Okay. I mean, when you're scoring, were they averaging 13 points a game? If you're in regulation, I'm not giving them the overtime scores against NC State. It's tough to to cover 16 when you only average 13 a game. I, I, that's a good BC team, right? Good physical BC team. I doubted last week against Mizzou because of being in the spot, looking ahead. But there you go. That yeah. doesn't work. But they 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 won in overtime. They almost they were. But they won. They covered. Yeah, they did. They covered because it was a whatever they were three getting three or something like that. Clemson's zero five. Last five against the spread as a as a favorite. Uh, BC is sixteen and six. The last twenty two is a road dog and four one and two against the spread. The last seven in, uh, versus Clemson. So they've kind of played really well in that uh, in that anyway. I don't. I mean. They scored, they, like I say, Clemson scored three, 14, and 14 in regulations in their three games so far. So. Cliff Brock's uh, quarterback power rankings going into this year with Rattler and DJ from Clemson not looking too good. Oh, right now. ukulele is. He's not, I don't even know who his backup is. I'm sure some five star dude that Dabo got. Um, I like Louisiana Tech plus the points against NC State, but let's move along. I do, I do too. I like right, that good. one. Let's, let's um, add it to the list. Let's add it to the list. I mean, it's a bad spot, right? The NC State's off next week. After that game, off next week. When do you think they're going to stop answering questions about Clemson? This Friday night? The, the, I'm gonna, serious. It's going to roll. The night yeah. before the game, they're probably going like, to roll stop on. talking about it. Holtz is 19-8, and eight, the last 27 as a dog. And we've already seen he lost by one at Mississippi State. He lost by two to SMU. He loves losing close games. Hey, that, I mean, I'll take and we'll that. we'll take it. We're getting 20. Yeah. I don't even need a one or two. So um, I looked back a long, long time ago, a different thing, obviously. And it's not the same, but that game when they went to overtime with Clemson, missed the field goal, they ended up losing that game, talking about NC State. And that was Doran way back then, how they respond off of like a similar type game. They went to Louisville and lost 54-13, to but I think Lamar probably wrapped up the Heisman that week. So. All right, so we just look at these games. Clemson, all right, they're going to blow out BC. You say no. Oklahoma, they're going to finally get right at Bill Snyder Stadium and, uh, and blow them out. No, you say no. Ohio State, they're going to get right and just blow out Rutgers. Wager says no. I mean, they got guys tweeting in the locker room at halftime getting kicked off the team right now. So he gone. I like that Rutgers team. They played Michigan really, really close, right? Uh, and Shiano has turned things around 9-4 and four against the spread uh, under him at 4-0 oh against the spread this year. And then I looked at uh, you know Day as head coach. He's only three six and one the last uh, ten against the spread. I think they're still again some of these teams. We'll see after this week. Maybe I think they're still being a little bit overvalued just because it's so much easier to bet, right? Everybody on FanDuel and everybody wherever else, and even us, they're just a, can be as chalky and and basic as possible. Just go to those big numbers and say we're all going to bounce back. That's a little bit why I'm trying this because I usually would do that as well. It's like, ah, oh, teams are going to bounce back. Teams are going to bounce back. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't. I don't think they're that good. And I think the lines are still. They're still giving them too much value. We just don't know what to do. We haven't had a wacky college football season in a while. We don't know what to do with Iowa fifth and Oregon third and Ohio State and Bama. Like it's crazy. Our brains and can't keep up with it. You try to stay ahead of it. Wait. That's what I'm saying. Cincy and Baylor win this week. All of a sudden, they they start getting talked about as being in the playoffs because of how their schedules lay out. That yeah. they've got two tough games and they're both at home. 
Uh, people are clamoring outside the Pirate Radio studios. When is Wager going to talk about Eastern Michigan versus Northern Illinois? The answer is right now. We love Eastern Michigan on this program. So we do. We we always talk about them. You throw me in a lot. And if you're talking about having success and you say we, I'll take it. So they're 19-3 and three against the spread as a road dog. The last, whatever, 22. They're 24-5-1 the last 30 on the road. Uh, Northern's kind of struggling a little bit. They do not stop anything right now. And the last two weeks, I mean, they've given up. I know it's different teams. They've given up over 100 points, 42 and 59 in those two games. Um, I, I mean, I like. Well, I'm sorry. That's a that's what Eastern Michigan scored. So Northern has given up a ton of points the last two games. 113 to Wyoming and Michigan. Um, yeah, 105th ranked total defense from uh, for Northern and EMU. I, I they're going to be able to run the ball because that's what they're going to do, and that's where Northern struggles is uh, is giving up 100. They're 126 against the run. So right. I have to flip pages on those notes, but I love Eastern. The last two years, it's been a 41-33 game and 45-17 games. They've won both as the dog. The dog's four and one straight up and against the spread the last five. Well, stay in the MAC. No way the boys from Muncie, Indiana, the Fighting Lettermans, can hang with our armed forces. I don't think so. It's USA all the way. I, I, you know, we just don't talk Army and bet Army enough because we're always because we're always talking about Eastern Michigan. <laughs> we don't always. It, it's a bad spot for Ball State. So, I, you know, this team that went and played Penn State and then they played Wyoming and then they had to go back and play Toledo and now they play Western next week. So Toledo and Western, the two main teams in that in that side of the league that they're going to have to play against. That was a really tough physical game against uh, Toledo last week right there on it 22 to 12 low scoring mac game that you don't normally see ball state's 0 and 4 against the spread they've had trouble a little bit stopping the run and here comes army number two rushing attack in the country ball state's 108th ranked defense probably looking ahead a little bit to western looking behind the toledo and the fact that they can't win a game right now it's not a good team to to all of a sudden come in as a non-conference that's just going to cut block them all day long dude at sports trivia last week asked me my favorite picks of the week i said the houston texans because i stink at the nfl but then i told him nc state and then i told him western kentucky against indiana and man they just about won outright and you are sticking with the hilltoppers this week because i mean you love their quarterback you're it's, probably gonna play them every week when zappy transferred we we fell in love with him we took the skill guys and the offensive coordinator all went so it's basically just them along with everybody else with young helton the, his brother can't coach at usc but oh that's uh, his brother yeah young helton can though eight and he's six and one against the spread four and three straight up hey they this is why i sometimes doubt army but i'm starting to think it's all western kentucky right i mean they've played a 38 35 game with army uh, only team that's really been able to score against them in the last week was 33-31 against Indiana and should have won that game. I think it's a I think it's a sprinkle <coughs> spot too. I love it. I think Western Kentucky could win straight up. They're eight and one against the spread the last nine as a road dog. And I told you this off air. Uh Tucker, head coach of, of Michigan State, who was at Colorado before that, I think is 0-3 as a favorite, home favorite at Michigan State. As a head coach, he is 0-13 as last 13 as a home favorite as a head coach. And they're just off that game we talked about with Nebraska. I can't remember who they've got looking ahead, but they had somebody in the conference, and maybe Rutgers, so that they were stepping down a little bit. But I think Zappy just goes in there, and they score and do what they do on them. Yeah, Rutgers next on the road. Uh, coming off Miami win and Nebraska win for Michigan State. It's an awful, awful spot. Zappy's going to – they're going to put up runs – or runs – uh, points. They're number two passing <laughs> offense in the country. There we go. 
Uh, this will be game two of the uh, the Conference USA Big Ten doubleheader. I didn't know they were doing a Conference USA Big Ten challenge. Uh, Charlotte, Illinois will be the appetizer. Oh, I think Charlotte wins that game straight up, too. I love that. <laughs> I got I got Charlotte in that game. I do. Plus do. 11. We're going to parlay those two, and we're going to parlay the wow. money line in those two. Conference so. USA money line parlay Big Ten challenge. Yep. Uh, Illinois is just two and seven against the spread as a as a chalk. Belima, however you say his name, is five and fourteen straight up. His last nineteen game. How did he get a job? How did he get a job as head? Because he coached in the SEC. Yeah, we think he's good. So he's seven, eleven, and one against spread. I think Club Lit goes up there and wins it. All right, I like it. Illinois' hundred twelfth ranked defense. I saw uh, Santa Lovey on TV last week. He's coaching with the Texans now. Lovey Smith. He's oh, still yeah. got the uh, yeah. white beard. Yep. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back and we'll dive into the NFL with Wager McGee. I l- I'm starting to just dread NFL Sundays now because I love all these college games. College is so much easier. But uh, we'll make some uh, NFL selections when we return on Pirate Radio Live. More to go with Wager McGee after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by select bank and trust banking is banking until the service is not the same wouldn't you like to deal with a bank that is responsive to your needs can make local decisions and cares about you the customer try select bank and trust bank local bank select selectbank.com now back to the show welcome back you work hard for your money at carolina wealth management we believe that your money should work hard for you do you know if it is to learn more about your investment portfolio go to mycarolinawealth.com to schedule a free consultation that's mycarolinawealth.com now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We've got Bryce Williams coming up in hour three as we'll talk more East Carolina football, get into our Bud Light ECU report. You'll also hear from East Carolina safety Tegan Wilk. Man, he's played some great balls so far this year. And also Pirates offensive lineman Fernando Fry. That and a lot more coming up in hour three of today's program. We just went down a, uh, a long list of college football plays for Wager McGee. Uh, wager we are opposite one on the nfl i never take my team i i bet it, I, I picked against them on sunday uh when they played the buffalo bills if i could for a moment talk to if you could hop in a time machine and let me talk to wager mcgee from last week real quick yeah wager um oh so you're taking washington in your uh your contest in vegas right yes why are you doing that <laughs> they play two close games yeah, the Buffalo offense hasn't really performed great, even though they won the well, they, Pittsburgh game and I'm they weren't as good phrase. in that 30. Um, and you expect Washington to do what? I don't know. The score? I don't know. what, you think, what Oh, to stop? Maybe stop Buffalo Bounce a bit. back was the, uh, the two words I was looking for, what you said to me earlier. Well, I didn't think they would win necessarily. I, I just needed but, to cover seven and a half, and they were sure. done in the first quarter. But you expected them to quarter. play better, kind yeah. of bounce back. You would think so. All, All right. right extra, now, let me talk to current day wager. Yeah. You were one week off. That happens this week against the Falcons feeling good for themselves because they went up and beat Daniel Jones and the Giants. 
Well, they're also now, I mean, I think the Washington football team's defense is not as good as what I thought, even though they've played. They've they're played, not. They played, well, Daniel Jones. But besides that, they played two really good, maybe the two best offenses in the AFC this year, right? Argue Buffalo and the Chargers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the two best. So, well, the Chiefs are still probably up there yeah. if they don't turn it over. Yeah. And convert, they can't convert third downs. I mean, Washington football team is the third worst third down offense right now. That's what I looked at a little bit. And I know we we talked about it, but Atlanta didn't play bad against Tampa. That was a 28-25 game. First game of the year, new head coach, all that other stuff against the Eagles. I can kind of uh, excuse a little bit. Yeah, I got Atlanta 4-2 and two now, straight up uh, in like three weeks. So are you, you're going uh, Falcons. Is that an official pick for you? Yeah, Falcons official pick. They're going to win this week. Then they have the Jets next week. Then they're off, and they're going to catch uh, Brissett and the Dolphins next week after that. We're four and two, and we're talking Falcons in the playoffs. Oh dear! All right, uh, that's no. We're we, we'll we're see gonna you. we'll see you in a month. <laughs> we'll see. No, we'll see on Sunday when they lose to Washington. What are you talking about in a month? They're not a factor in a month. All right, uh, you are. This is dangerous. You're uh, highway through the danger zone here, taking a seven and a half point favorite on Thursday night. Yeah, I, then well, again, I should have done Carolina that with the Panthers was. last week. I think they throw that hook on those numbers to scare people off anyway, and well, to get sure. you to take the other side because yeah. they need that money. This is one I, it should have done with Houston and the backup quarterback. Same thing. This is a rookie head coach and staff that is struggling, a rookie quarterback that's struggling on a short week going on the road to. A quarterback that was benched by Urban Meyer at Ohio State. And, I like this factor. <laughs> and transferred to LSU. Yeah, I mean, he's already beat Lawrence once, right? You you called that out. But now he's got a chance to show Urban Meyer that he was better than R.J. Barrett and Dwayne Haskins, and he made the wrong pick, and they should have picked him instead of uh, – because we all know, I mean, Burrow talks about Ohio every single time he talks about it. He never wanted to leave. Urban Meyer chased him off by picking Haskins over him. Also, I don't know if he has to prove to anyone he's better than Dwayne yeah. Haskins at this point. Also, the Jags through three weeks have nine first downs. Nine first downs in three weeks. That can't be right. Nine of 33 on third down. Oh, sorry. Oh, on third down, okay. my fault. Third All down. Right. So they've converted nine. They're the, the worst team in the league in third down percentage. And now you got a short week to kind of prepare for this. Um, at, at primetime games have been going over this year, seven and eight and one now with the uh, two, the Sunday and. I guess the Thursday game, the that Carolina one, one didn't, but the Packers game and the Cowboys game did on those two. So, um, yeah, I, I like Cincinnati minus the seven and a half. Jags games have been decided by 16, 14, and 12. Probably not even that close in those games. Uh, take the Bengals to be, they'll be three and one after this, right? All right. Will the Panthers be three and one or four and oh after their trip to Jerry World on Sunday? I like them to cover the spread, so I okay. think they're going to be 4-0 against the spread. Um, I, You know, same thing. It's a short week for Dallas. Extra time to prepare for, and it, you know, it's, I guess I, when Matt Rule was hired, Joe Brady, I thought wide open, spread offense, all this other stuff. But this is, I mean, they're playing run the ball, control it, defense, physical game, right? First slow it down without McCaffrey. Yep. But, I mean, again, Dallas is still struggling. Offensive line, defensive line with injuries and suspensions. Um, I guess. I mean, Henderson, they got him on Monday. He was out for the Jags, but I don't know if he was really out or not. But, I mean, he's had a, he'll have a full week to prepare. And, again, Dallas is on a short week. And I know they can't really overlook Carolina, but Carolina is sitting in between an NFC East tweener for them. They had Eagles on Monday night. They got Giants the following week. And every year the NFC East comes down to – 
tiebreakers with those teams and head-to-head. I don't think it does this year. I think the Cowboys run away with it, unfortunately. Well, I think Carolina, if Carolina beats them this week, then they're what? Now they're two and two? Yeah, and Washington will be two and two after they beat Atlanta, so they'll be tied. There we go. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, I, I, I like, uh, I like uh, Dallas is allowing 400 and whatever, 402 yards a game. You got Carolina on the other side. Now you're going to see, because again, you could argue they haven't played anybody really except for the Saints. Number one defense in the uh, NFL right now, only allowing 191 yards. So we're going to see this week. Chandler, what's your confidence level? The Panthers go in and uh, beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Well, it's definitely not at the level it was the the previous three weeks. Uh, It's definitely going to be the best competition we have uh, so far this season. Um, You have a menacing um, breathing over there. (laughs) I'm going to cut your mic Oh, that was me? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with (laughs) Darth Vader. (laughs) I'm going to go above a five, but not too far. I'm going to go like a 6.5. A 6.5 confidence level that the Panthers can go in and beat the Cowboys. All right. Pretty optimistic, especially without McCaffrey. Exactly. All right, uh, Wager, I did not ask who else you like in the NFL, so you just you just roll them out. Who, let's go to a game. I think Vegas may be my favorite play of the week, catching three and a half uh, on the Monday night game and love the over in that. Great Probably Monday night game. Over Vegas and Chargers, uh, 52 and a half. Yeah. Is that what you're currently seeing? So you're going over? Yep. Last two last year, the two games were 31-26 uh, Vegas at 30-27 Chargers. That was a game Mariota had to play because David Carr got injured. Uh, Herbert played great against them, but Carr did as well. The, the Derek Carr? Yep. Okay. Derek Carr? I think yeah. he said David. No, sorry. No problem. Mix up. I know. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, both of them, you know, Vegas has become road warriors, right? They're six and one straight up. The last seven on the road. Interesting thing. I think we talk about this all the time. We used to with the Chargers. Vegas, same way. I think these are teams you want to play when they're catching points and not when they're laying points, right? Six games total between the two of them. They've been favored two times. And they're zero and two against the spread. They've been dogs four times. Not only are they've covered all four, they've won all four times straight up as a dog. Although they may have been Chargers were a slight favorite at Washington, right? Ended up closing as a favorite by the time kickoff. I think Washington was actually a so, favorite. Yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. So I, it's I think we t- Chargers were always like that. You, you it were Rivers, right? Fade as a favorite and take as a dog. I think it's just the team overall. And Vegas has kind of been the same way. You expect. Vegas maybe to drop down a little bit, but they were flat against Miami in a spot where it seemed like they would last week. Um, I like getting the points and love the over, but I mean Chargers are now turned things around too with Herbert. They're six and one straight up and against the spread the last seven. I love Herbert. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, all right, we are short on time. Let's hit another game. Uh, I, Baltimore getting points at Denver. I just say Denver's run through. Yeah, they're three and zero, but they played the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. Um, I would look at the under in that. Uh, Baltimore, eight of the last 11s under. Both teams are going to want to run the ball. 44, I think, is the total there. Yeah, well, um, 45, I see. Yep. I like the Rams. I know it's it's going to be chalky and square, and it's it's probably a spot to fade them after the win against Tampa, but they just own that series. They're seven. I don't hate it because the Cardinals are – I don't think they're as good as they've played so far this year. No, and they – I mean, the same thing, right? They played the Jags. They should have lost on the late field goal to Minnesota, and they just caught the Titans in week one. I don't, I don't know doing what. Again, new offense coordinator and, and new pieces there. But um, yeah, Rams swept them last year, including the week 17 with John Wofford at quarterback that knocked the Arizona out of the playoffs. Former Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Yeah. And Arizona hotshot with That's Bryce right. Williams in the that was, AAF. That was a big one. Uh, <laughs> but 
McVay is seven zero and one against the spread uh, in eight games with uh, with Arizona. And both coaches get a little bit of grief about not not winning big games. Obviously, a big game last week for McVay. He's now seven and two against the spread the last nine versus winning teams. Uh, Arizona uh, is zero and five against the spread the last five versus winning teams. Obviously, they've they played a team that was zero and zero, zero and one, and zero and two so far. So I think the Rams are the much better team. They're going to be able to run it and control it. And even with those games last week, Murray threw for a total of 264 yards in those two games. Huh. He got injured in that second one, but that Rams defense has done really well, kind of shutting him down. And then the other one is, I think, is a must win for Seattle at San Francisco. Oh, I love a week four must win. I mean, they lose; they're one and three, and they haven't even played the Rams. And they still got it twice. They got to play the Packers. They got another game there. They got to play Arizona two times. Um, not great on the road seattle after losing last week they're one and seven against the spread there but i think the san francisco home favorite trend 521 and one the last 27 it trumps that plus seattle is 13 5 and one the last 19 is is uh in that series and wilson played really really well uh there last week and you know san francisco has struggled a little bit Goff and jalen hurts both have had a little bit of success with them um i like catching russell wilson getting three there in a game where i know he needs to win so all right um i like the football team i like the schizophrenic vikings at home against the browns i do too browns are yeah we were two and six against the spread as a favorite and you look at the vikings team now the number three total offense again lost <clears> in <throat> lost in overtime to the Bengals. that one's looking better right missed the field goal at the end against cardinals should have won that and then absolutely took that game over last week after going down 10 nothing or 14 nothing um I, I like that spot. And then I, where's Cleveland? I mean, beating Houston, Chicago the last two weeks. This one's gross. I kind of like the Giants plus seven and a half against New Orleans on the road just because the Giants have played too close. Like, I think they're a bad team, but they can play with just about anybody in the NFL. That's they kind are, of my thinking. Yeah, they're 10 and one. The last 11 is a road dog against the spread. So I love the under there. Uh, 42. Yeah, 14, four and one to the under. In the last six, uh, with New Orleans is under Jameis, I don't think that's going to be a high-scoring team. Those those games have been ugly, low-scoring. I kind of like it. I mean, Giants obviously we talked about it's Dallas, but they can't look ahead to anybody. Um, in the last two weeks, I mean, could have won either one of those games. Lost at the end on field goals to uh, to football team and to the Falcons. And I might like the Packers to drive the death nail into Pittsburgh because they look awful. I don't have that one on here, but I do. I, I mean, Ben. I don't know if you saw that pass where he just tried to throw it and he basically kind of fell yeah, over. It's kind of sad. Do it, we laugh or do we uh, cry? I don't know. It depends on, <laughs> how, I guess, or if we you cry like laughing. him or hate him. Um, I, I, I mean, you can usually predict what Aaron Rodgers is going to do based on like spots, right? You know, he loses a game, he's going to bounce back strong. Last week, San Francisco, he's got to win that game. I don't know. He's got Cincinnati on deck, which will be a really good fun. That may be the best game of the week next week if both those teams win. I think Pitt is. I know they need to win, so it's one of those things must win sort of thing. But man, they they look ugly so far. I mean, he's only they're they've only three of seven in the red zone. They can't run the ball. That's their problem. Uh, this is a team, by the way, that won at Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> things don't make any sense at but all. But if you look at that one, that's a week one thing. They they did nothing offensively. I know they, they blocked, a, blocked punt a punt for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last two weeks against Vegas and Cincinnati. So not necessarily great run defenses. 
that Pittsburgh, and those games weren't blowouts to begin with. Vegas is, or uh, Pittsburgh has run for a total of 84 yards. Yeah. Najee Harris had like 12 receptions or something. Like they're just throwing little dump offs. They can't do anything. It's, yeah. it's bad. I, so I think, I think Green Bay, Green Bay's defense is questionable. And again, they talked about San Francisco being able to run and threaten it. I just don't know if Pitt, Pittsburgh is a team. You can score against Green Bay. I just don't know if Pittsburgh is a team that can attack and take advantage right now of what Green Bay's weaknesses are on defense. And you know that that at home, Aaron Rodgers is going to score. Yeah, if that's six and a half, especially tease. I mean, we don't talk about teasers very much, but, I mean, you definitely tease that down. Yeah, I've been really bad on those this year. Wager, thank you for joining us. Good luck. Thank you. How many games did we cover? Like 50? All right, we got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, uh, 18, 18 college, 2, 4, 6, you, uh, you got 10 NFL plays, and then Clip threw in four just for fun. Yeah. So uh, total that up. We're uh, we're up above 30-some picks here on a uh, Wednesday. Get better than those the two years ago. We, we've to, had some time to, to work ramble. it out. Yeah. Ramble and we get three games in. <laughs> Redbeard would complain. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, talk to you probably in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Maybe not next week. Yeah, maybe not. We'll see. All right. Uh, Depends we, on how the picks go. <laughs> All right. If they yeah. do well, we'll yeah. see you back. <laughs> All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams is here. He was not as chipper on Saturday with his text messaging to me during the game. We'll find out what he thought about East Carolina's narrow uh, escape over Charleston Southern and also look ahead to Tulane. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Also make you a winner here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at signsintent.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here. Bryce Williams here on a Wednesday. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors later on this hour and also make you a winner. Open up the Pirate Radio booty bag as well. Bryce, good to see you. How you doing today? Good, brother. Hey, brother. How are you, brother? You got a pretty good uh, deep voice there, Bryce Williams. We don't hear you break that out often. I know. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a good singer? You know, Anna says... um, You know what? Anna says, you know what? You do actually don't sound bad. Then she's like, but then you just get all... You start going downhill oh. because you get feeling awkward, I guess, when she's there. So, I mean, I kind of sing. Now I, I remember sing. when we used to play your theme uh, before we got on YouTube and right. we play music, you would come out red hot. Right. I saw would, the night. Like, you would bust it out, yeah. and then by like the third line, it would get a little shaky. Yeah, I think it was more of a uh, you start off real confident, and then you're like, wait, you're hearing yourself, and then just, <laughs> like I said, just falls off of that. But, you know, we were singing... Um, Every 
Christmas and my grandma's, you know, they're like the 12 days of Christmas. And we, yeah. They have the glasses and you choose, you know, you kind of choose what you want out of that. Well, I chose five golden rings uh, last year, right? And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, did my the five golden rings. Oh, that's, you, that's right? what you chose to sing. And that's what I chose to sing I, was I, that I, cup. I, I, I chose you. that cup. So, uh, I think everybody was actually impressed. My grandpa, you know, he sings in the choir. Um, I was going to say. And, uh, yeah. Well, dang, bro. She actually sound pretty good. I was actually going to say so, you'd make a good future, like, old man in the church choir yeah. with the deep voice. I might have to try it. Yeah. But uh, I enjoy singing. I don't know if I would say I'm a good singer, but I don't. I, it just, honestly, it depends on what song. Yeah. Like, I, I can't sing Jason Aldean. It's more like Black Hawk or Diamond Rio. Um older songs okay george jones when you were doing your deep voice while ago it sounded like one of those truck commercials which like, like sunday 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 no, what like do you mean dodge ram oh like uh, sam elliott who yeah. does those voiceovers yeah dodge ram ram time yeah so but yeah that's all right great start uh, to the program yeah we started there because bryce was not too pleased with the pirates on saturday at least yeah. judging by your lack of text messaging yeah i mean <laughs> i mean i watched the game yeah and look you've been a part of some wins probably bryce where you thought going into the game we're gonna blow this team out and then you end up winning by like one possession right i, I think i mean i'd have to look back yeah on our schedules but i mean i don't know you know, well, of course, you know, they started off early, like 14-0, them, them. And I saw the plays. I'm like, all right, you know, mess happens. It was like the first quarter or whatever. I wasn't too worried about that, but I was like, okay, what's going on here? Um, so I was like, all right, we'll get back. You know, we had big plays. I mean, the pick six, CJ's thing, Mason Garcia's touchdown, and that puts us at 21. What I can't remember the other touchdowns, but – um. You know, I think you're talking about uh, so they they got down, came back, right. got up, got up 17. Yeah, and they're going in for another touchdown, yeah. and then they throw the pick, the pick six. That's right, pick six. The yeah, pick six with the pick, and I'm like looking at it, and like clearly that was a forced throw. He was not open, you know. And it's just like that going. Like it's like sometimes it's like it's almost predetermined. That's where the ball's going, which you know obviously is not good. Um, but yes, it was that climax of oh we caught up we're up by 17 picks uh, not picks i keep saying pick six but interception interception in the end zone in the i mean right the end zone so that was and you know what too i was about to tweet out all right tough start but well done pirates you yeah. you got out to that slow start but you took care of business you're up 24 now exactly get the backups in right let's call it a night right but instead that kept them in the game yeah <laughs> so you're starting and then Ayler's throws another pick another after pick. that and uh, looking at that point of view it's all you know maybe it was Bruce predetermined as well i don't know but you're thinking like when I, you saw the replay that db's hips were not turned up field from what i remember seeing he was still hips were torn turned to the deep uh, receiver i mean just in the perfect break position to make a play on that ball and what do you know that's what happened and i was just like well, what so that was very frustrating and then you know how i kind of everything else was kind of a blur i was just like really and then we went by three i, I don't like to hear this i guess it's okay and and i guess it's a good thing that the players acknowledged it when we talked to them monday but they admitted that maybe they just weren't ready and they didn't prepare serious enough and hard enough. And surely, let's hit the uh, – this is Holden Aylers, Rajay Harris, Xavier Smith. I put them all back-to-back-to-back to back to back from Monday 
where they talked about their preparation uh, last week for this game. Yeah, um, we didn't handle success well from the week before, and everyone telling us we're we're all this and that. We're going to go out there and kill them, and we let it get to our head, and we just came out not ready to play. And uh, you know, to be honest with you, we played about one quarter of good football there, and the rest was not good football at all. So we just got to learn from it. Um, you know, we got out of there with a win, and we're two and two, and that's the main goal. But we definitely got to learn from that and, and be better from it. You know, going into the week, you know, we like you said, we knew we was going to win. Um, I don't know if everybody bought in that whole week. But, I mean, we went out there, we, we found a way. But uh, it was a scary one, though. It was scary. <laughs> I think we just have to treat every week like it's the best team we're going to play. I feel like mentally, you know, we got we went to the game, like, expecting to win. And they came out and smacked us in the mouth. But once we, like, got that wake-up call, that's when we got it together. And we can't go about weeks like that. So it's, like, important we just mentally focus and treat each week like it's – a championship game so that's like my biggest thing like because we got a, a lot of younger players so like as me and bruce's leaders it's important that we just like really push that on them like treat every week like we're playing cincinnati or south carolina because we all seen what we did against south carolina like and then we like the week of preparation we felt that like we knew we were going against an opponent i feel like we kind of slipped this week but a win's a win, regardless of the day. It was a little ugly, but still love the guys, and it was a great team win. All right, that was Xavier Smith, Rajay Harris, Holden Aylers. And again, I guess good for them to kind of admit that, hey, that's on us for not taking them as serious. But where was that? Like last week. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, for East Carolina to overlook anybody at this point is crazy to me. Uh, with the lack of success they've had in these last few years. But I guess it's human nature, Bryce, but they, they pretty much owned up to it. Well, yeah, I was kind of chuckling to myself because, I mean, it was good they realized, okay, yeah, yeah that was not the smartest move. <laughs> fortunately, it still worked out in their favor for the win. Exactly. And the exi- I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking. It's like, y'all, you know, it's a great win against Marshall. Hoorah. You lost two previous games, so you're not on cloud nine at any, at all, you know, and to, for them to be like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of, we knew we were going to win, which is a great attitude. Of course, you want to expect to win, have the feeling that you're going to win, but to kind of take a team easy, uh, <laughs> nowhere um, at any point are we at that point to overlook any team. Correct. Um, from obviously the past or, and, and even what's going on now. I mean, they're, like I said, if we it worked out in our favor still. Um, I'm glad we're not the only ones who thought that win was. You know, it sounds crazy to say you know, that win was terrible, but it was. It was. You know, it was ugly. I it mean, was, it was ugly, an ugly, and win. you know, wins a win. But then you're like, you know, you shoot, which is obviously and this is just hypothetical. But you know, you put some more time on the clock. Charleston Southern, the way we were playing, is like. I mean, they probably could have come back and you know beat us but i don't want um, to see that quarterback again the rest of my life that yeah. dude was good he was yeah. a tough dude he man. was he, he was, was he was running he was slinging it. oh i know so i mean like i said thank goodness it worked out our favor hopefully i've uh quickly learned from that um i don't know how good um you know obviously i don't think coaches look by at all take a you know look over a team but I don't know if they said that to like said that around the coaches. Oh, we overlooked and we didn't prepare enough. We thought we were going to have this in the cake um, or in the bag. Yeah, you know, 
I hope Coach Houston doesn't hear that because that would probably they they probably get what? an earful. He probably, I mean, he recognizes uh, it as well now that yeah. it happened, and, and it's shocking to me because I know for a fact he wanted that game because he was zero and three against that particular team right. heading into the game, which is yeah. another reason I, I was shocked that they just weren't prepared because I know how much he wanted to right. win that game. So they they needed a wake up call uh, you make a good point it's better to happen in a win than a loss right so hopefully the and i i, I expect the preparation to be 100 percent oh, better for sure those guys coming need, into this week they need conf, you know, there's a difference between confidence and being ignorant or however i want to say it but uh you know still have be confident out too lame but um you know you act like you know you you play to obviously play to win but you have the mindset like I got to give them all. I'm not going to overlook anything. I mean, I never, you know, in my career thought, oh, I mean, you knew we were going to win, but you're never like, oh, I'm just going to slack this game because I think it's going to be easy by no means. Well, um, look, it might be on you, Bryce. You pick them to win every week. They're listening to you. That is true. Maybe you should pick against them one week. Can't mm. do it, can you? I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> Bryce, let's go back in time to november 22nd 2014 i'm getting ready for some great thanksgiving food uh, Mm. with the family and east carolina uh knocks off tulane 34 to 6 bryce williams in that game Mm, had three catches for 23 yards uh because they wouldn't take justin out he had nine yeah take justin out donnie give me a chance (laughs) that is the last time east carolina's beaten tulane really yes seven years bryce 14 wow we 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 never lost oh no we did yeah you lost a bad one on the road there yeah the uh in 13 in the freaking oh that was 13 so we won the next year but can you believe i can't believe we lost tulane that year was that in overtime in 13 i remember that was a uh a bummer of a game uh chandler do you remember that l yeah <laughs> i do i can hear it in your voice you don't want to dis- discuss it no let's look it up real quick just for the pain 33 overtimes it took golly now this was uh let's see if bryce got any action on I this i think one. this one like hard had like 17 two catches 34 yeah. yards look at that good I, call I, on justin I remember that 17 yeah. catches 230 yards for justin hardy yeah and i remember yikes. that game i was like and i was able to sneak in a nice two for 34 i want to say shane had a pick in overtime Awesome, yeah, it, for for a pick six, in overtime he had a pick six in that game. Oh uh, well, maybe it wasn't was in it? overtime. Uh, it wasn't way. in overtime, but he had a pick six in that there game. So Tulane has won three in a row in the matchup. You got to go all the way back to when Bryce was playing in 2014 mm. for the last time we beat this team. And look, they uh, they they brought in a good coach. It shows they have gone to bowls in three straight seasons. Mm. Bryce, that's the longest bowl yeah. streak they've been on in their football program's history. Yeah, so. They uh they know what it takes to get to a bowl. I think uh, Igo and others have made good points this week. Tulane is kind of what we want to be right now, which is middle of the road. Yeah, we're not cl- we're not asking for ECU to go win us a conference championship and beat Cincinnati this year. Yeah, hopefully that comes later. Uh, this year we want to get to a bowl game. We want to be middle to we want to be in the top half of the league for sure. That's where Tulane's been, and this is why this game, Bryce, is. This is a huge game, not only for this season, but I think for for Mike Houston and no his doubt. tenure here. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'll definitely be a good um, game, like you said, middle of the road. You know, like has, I don't want to regurgitate everything you said, but yeah, I mean that would be great, and it's our first conference, first um, conference game. game. So 
I mean, to obviously beat, you know, have a first conference game at home, so that's huge. Um, I mean, I'm hoping we can pull it together, man. We've, like I said, we we see how we can play. Marshall, referring to Marshall. And uh, we played, you know, had some good stuff, obviously, last week. But um, it's all, I guess it's all conference throughout here. It's the rest of the rest yep. of the road. So, um, I mean, we've got two wins. Well, I guess does the Charleston Southern count towards yeah ball? Counts okay. to, you can count it as one FCS game. Okay, to a ball. All right, well that's good. So um, we're a, a quarter, no, a third, a third of the way there. That's right. So uh, good math. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> took you a minute, but yeah, more numbers for you, Bryce. This will be the the latest into a season East Carolina has had a winning record if they can win this game since mm-hmm. 2015. Oh wow, when you were here. It'll be the first three-game win streak since 2014 when you were here. Dang. So, look, you're a grown man. You're about to get married. You're working. Like, yeah. We got to go Jeez. all the way back to Bryce Williams' glory days on the football field. And that is how long we've been in this drought with ECU wow. football. Man, that's definitely hard to think. That's because I guess it's going on six. That's six, so, yeah, six, six years for one, seven wow. for the other, and we live it every day. But when you like bust out those numbers, it is like, yeah, dang. Man, I don't feel like it was that long ago, but, but son of a gun, I'm working on a decade here. <laughs> Golly. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. I uh, got a couple of interviews to hit. We'll hit at least one. I want to hear from Tegan Wilk because I don't think I've ever heard him talk before. He is a uh, playmaking safety for East Carolina that's played well this year. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and at the end of next segment, we will make you a winner and open up the booty bag. A lot more to go in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, the kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, along with cryotherapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you. Classic Bryce. He loves to talk when we're coming back on the air. We might as well talk about what we were talking about, which is what can ECU do, ECU do to improve offensively, Bryce, because it, uh, they've had two great quarters these last couple games, but that, that's about it. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of going, well, you as we were coming on there, you were talking about the routes running. Like, what, what were you saying there? I don't know. I'm trying to obviously think back to all the – plays i've seen through at least this season i i don't know i feel like i'm not i've seen a lot of more perimeter routes nothing like cutting through the defense you know over you know, in the middle of the field or mesh routes or over the ball I, from what i'm trying to reflect on um i don't know it's just nice to be more consistent like i said we've had great quarters yeah we haven't had like consistent games and um 
things like that, especially with the offense, and you're just like, I don't know what to, what to, uh, what to get working and um, what to do. And look, I know Donnie would love your input if you yeah. want to give him a call. Pro- yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not too much. I'm just trying to. <laughs> Bryce, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I'm not an OC by any means. But I don't know. It just would be nice to see some kind of consistency with what we're doing i don't know hey if it ain't working i say give keaton mitchell the ball in 12 different ways whether it be running the ball as backfield catching the ball put him at receiver yeah put him and i don't know just draw some stuff draw, up yeah. for that dude brainstorm uh because it is it is weird bryce east carolina has had a ton of explosion plays oh yeah we got it we got a lot in the bag it's just the problem is that, gotta be, i feel like we got more of that somewhere and and we we can't have consistent long you know drives eight play drive yeah, 10 play drive 12 right, play drive right. it's either three play drive with the 60 yard touchdown or three and out right, right? oh yeah it's not it's yeah. either you know there's not a lot of in between not a lot of middle ground yeah. happy middle right now it'd be nice to have you know several possessions driving you know 60 yards downfield and you know maybe a field goal or and look, the defense yeah. has got to play better bryce yeah. but when you go three and out, three and out, and when you score on a two-play drive, your defense is playing a lot of football. Yeah. So, help them out a little bit too, yeah. right? Oh yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I knew when we were having some, um, you know, some poor performances when I was playing, and it was three and out, three and out, and you have like a Navy offense. Oh god! And you know, our defense is on the field for you know seven minutes at a time or whatever it could be. I mean, I remember like. Like feeling bad, you know, as an offense, like dude, we are not doing anything to uh, help the defense. So, yeah, it'd be nice to, you know, for you know both, if we could just all get equal playing time, you know. And I think Matt, you know, says what I was maybe trying to say, but he brings up a good point. He says we don't need four great quarters of offense; we need four decent quarters. Like, right? You can't have a great quarter and right. then a just completely Crap. blow up yeah. quarter, right? Where you're throwing picks, where you're not moving the ball at all. Let's get some positive yards. Get a field goal on the board. Get you know a touchdown here and there. It yeah. doesn't have to be. We're not asking for four 21 point quarters where right. you score 84 points you know we're <laughs> yeah. look, we're not being too greedy we're just here. like consistency exactly that, you know that's what we would like and you know hopefully we get that this uh this week and the guys are um not overlooking too late and, uh <laughs> i prepping. don't think that's a problem that's a problem this week we got a major problem we got us. yeah all right let's uh hear from tegan wilk tegan uh, has been making some plays he's a young uh defensive back on this east carolina football team and has been very opportunistic when he's been on the field this year, and it's the first time I've heard from Tegan Wilk, maybe since he's been a pirate. He talked to members of the media on Tuesday. Let's hear that right now. So kind of a young defense, I guess, with you. And, you know, a lot of freshmen, kind of second-year guys are around. What do you think about this matchup? And, um, Tulane has a young quarterback as well who's been pretty good. Just what do you think about trying to stop him? Yeah, I mean, uh, age really doesn't – to me it really doesn't matter because yeah. whether we have – Keaton, Rajay, Taylor, uh, myself, I just feel like if you can play, you can play. Um, but, yeah, they're, whether they're super seniors or they're freshmen, their quarterback is a freshman, well, was a freshman last year, and he yes. still lit us up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you know what you're doing and you can play, kudos to you. Yeah. But you just got to – for us, we just got to maintain um, – what we what we can do as a defense fly around uh force turnovers and hopefully it'll come our way 
Are there any keys you think against him and against the offense? I know you're not going to break down the whole game plan. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to break down the whole game plan, but there's definitely stuff that you can look at and see on film. Um, I know our coaches are going to find little stuff too. Our coaches are great with finding stuff like that and fine tuning our defense to give us put us in the po- best possible positions for every game. And I have full trust in them, and I have full trust in everybody in front of me too to uh, do their job. Do y'all sense this is a pretty big game? You know, you're sitting at two and two, it's the league opener, you get it at home. I mean, how important could this win, you think, be? Yeah, I mean, this win can be big on multiple levels. I mean, in our eyes, we're 0-0 going into uh, the conference play, and whether we beat Tulane, which was a four-point fewer than Oklahoma, (laughs) what are they, fourth in the country? Yeah. If we can beat them, I'd say that just shows something all up in itself. But uh, we just want to put ECU back on the map, whether we can blow them out by 40 or we beat them by one point. Yeah. I'm, I'll be happy either way. <laughs> the defense uh, as a whole has really got the pressure cranking now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you guys are increasing that each week? Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't even – I feel like it started last year against SMU, too, like you can see on the sidelines. Um, But we're definitely playing together, and we're definitely playing as physical, and we fly around to the ball as much as we possibly can, and that definitely benefits in every single way possible. Jaquan was saying after the game that was a defensive pick six, and that kind of seems to be the attitude of all you guys is a defensive sack, a defensive hit. Is is that kind of the way it is? Yeah, that 100%, and you can't – Play good in the secondary without a good, uh, without good pressure in the front. Um, penetration rules the nation, as we would like to say. So, you, if you have a, a bad defensive line, you're not going to do very good in the secondary. And since we're doing very good in the secondary, that speaks to our defensive line. What is it like? I'm just curious. You play a home game and then you have another home game. You don't have to worry about traveling and getting on a plane. Is there an advantage of playing like back-to-back home games like that? You think? 100 percent. Yeah, you don't got to worry about. Well, for me, I don't got to worry about schoolwork and texting my teachers <laughs> that I won't be here. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely beneficial because not only because of your preparation and you having to do walkthroughs and then go on a plane, but it also is that you are playing at home in front of your friends and yeah. your family gets to come see you play. Uh, you have everybody in the boneyard, like I said before. I hope it's packed. Yeah. So, it, yeah, home, a home game is very beneficial. <laughs> All right, that is Tegan Wilk, a uh, very mature young man for a freshman DB, eight tackles on the year, half a tackle for loss, and also has forced a fumble for East Carolina in this 2021 season we're going to start to hear his name more and more the dbs have played well and man jaquan mcmillan last week bryce with the pick six that's two huge um second half interceptions he's had in a row had the game clincher against marshall and had the only points for ecu in the second half last week and when you look at the final score it was the difference in the game because they only won by three so uh the dbs have played pretty well i would say even though uh, Charleston Southern had a lot of passing yards uh, last week, but Jaquan McMillan, Tegan Wilkin, those guys playing pretty good. We're going to need them to step up because uh, Pratt, Michael Pratt, the Tulane quarterback, he uh, he's a young fellow that can sling it around, also run. Going to be a challenge this week. So uh, we'll get Bryce's official prediction coming up uh, a little later on in the program. I'm going to say he's going to take East Carolina, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, maybe he goes <laughs> against the grain for the first time ever. All right, Shirley, we need to open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner 
on this Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, Shirley, what do you want to give away today? A large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Sounds like a great prize. 317-1250. What color are we looking for? Uh, color 10. Color 10. 317-1250. You're a winner. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors coming up with Bryce Williams. We'll also hear from Clay Medlin from J.H. Rose High School. Great night for the Rampants last night on the court and on the field. We'll uh, talk about that. And also coming up at around 6.05, a live edition of Pirate Radio Trivia presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer and A.J. McMurphy's. It'll be Clay Medlin from J.H. Rose versus Rob Maloney from D.H. Conley. We'll have the high school face-off. Got uh, some trivia planned, so stick around for that after we're done here on Pirate Radio Live. More to go when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Walked away with a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you every day. All three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Barack. All right, we are uh, we got a reunited and it feels so good coming up Sunday night, Bryce Williams. Tom Brady heading to Foxborough oh, man. to take on Belichick and the Patriots. Wow. And Brady's going to be breaking a uh, passing record while he's there, all-time passing yards. So. Wow going to be quite a scene coming up on sunday night all right let's uh let's get to pirate radio outdoors real quick because we got some more stuff to do here at the end of the show so hit the music shirley Rhodes, bryce Uh-oh. williams i know you were watching a football game on saturday so did oh, you have time to get in the water i did yeah you know, fortunately the game was the you know evening game True. so um i was back home at winston for my grandpa's birthday and um so of course this was saturday Saturday morning, I had a buddy you know, who went deer hunting. So I was able to get in the woods for the first time. Oh. The deer woods for the first time this go. year. And it's been in for three weeks now. But it's been so hot. I'm like, well, daggum, I'm not going to sit in the woods and just sit there, you know, instead of being on the water, moving and, you know, winding my hair, you know. And uh, so. You just have a lot more hair for that I, wind that to go true. through. Yeah. Um, and but I was able to get in the deer woods. And my buddy's like, man, and it always happens. I mean, it really does. Like, when you're hyping, hunting, or fishing up, it kind of doesn't go that way. But, you know, it's hard to because when it's like that, you obviously have high expectations. And he's like, let me compare that to some, Bryce. That's like when you go into a football game <laughs> expecting to just blow out a team. Right. Instead of taking it consistently going on every hunting trip the same way every time. Right. That's a... You know what? You learned a lesson. Is that ironic or is that ironic? <laughs> so that was the case. He's like, man, you, you're probably going to have a daggum, you know, shoot a deer by, you know, 8 o'clock. I'm like, well, that will be great. And you'd think by now I would kind of not have those expectations. But when you had the proof is on the cameras, you uh-huh. think, oh, okay, for sure. Those are the best french fries, by the way. But um, I think the skinny ones. But uh, <laughs> I think we need to have a side discussion about 
best fries chandler shirley get in here let's go around the horn yeah what is your favorite style of french fry i'm gonna go i'm gonna go shoestring shoestring are those shoestring or are those? Those are skinny. Those are pretty skinny. Yeah, yeah. Those okay. typically are shoestring. I don't mind a crinkle cut either. Nice. I don't mind what any you, of them. What are you like? What you're I, a? Uh, I like a waffle fry. Waffle. Yeah, waffle. Well, I like Chick Fil A's waffle fry. I do too. I do too. That's kind of but those shoestrings, those are good for something okay. about those things. So yeah, that's all right. Fun. I can't let Bryce get distracted again. Finish yeah, the story. But um, so we we're out in the woods. I was like, all right, cool. You know, you know, it's. I don't do good just sitting there. You know, think I got my phone. You know, the time's cooking. You know, get in before dark. You know, right before seven is what it was. But sitting there like, okay, seven thirty, nothing. Seven forty-five, nothing. Eight o'clock, nothing. And I'm just like, okay. That's eight. like being outscored fourteen nothing in the first quarter. Exactly. First exactly. quarter didn't go your way. Exactly. So I kept on sitting, and uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll keep on sitting there. You know, think I had my phone, killing time. And I was part of me is like, no, I'm just gonna relax and. To sit here in the quiet. Well, that lasted about 15 minutes. I was going like 15 minute intervals of on my phone, off my phone, trying to think. But long story short, 9:30. You know, I'm like, okay, I haven't shot a deer yet. My dad had his, uh, he does, he rides uh, cycle, cyclists, road bikes, and there was a uh, Tanglewood was a multiple sclerosis Tanglewood fundraiser ride. So he mm-hmm. had that at like noon. He would be finishing, and I was like, well, shoot, it's 9:30. I haven't shot a deer, and I mean that process. If I was to shoot there at 9.30, you're probably not getting down to at least go look for it till 10. Uh-huh. Then you got to drag it out of the woods. You got to go home. Skip. Long story short, it wouldn't have worked out. It probably worked out for the best so I could see my dad. So definitely not upset about that. So, But wouldn't you know it, 10 o'clock after three hours just sitting there of nothing, sure enough, two, a mama and two youngins start middling in the corn. And Well, actually, the youngin was, and then we're behind me. So I like, turn my head on the tree in that mama's head they start doing this like bobbing <laughs> stop on their foot bobbing and i'm like oh she does i just rolled back around a few minutes later i'm like okay where's this thing so i peeked around one more time and she went whoop lock we locked eyes <laughs> and she ran off ah. and i was like well you know i saw a deer didn't die. i had to wait three hours before i saw anything but so when you go like that it's you want to shoot one, obviously, but is seeing also like part of the experience, I guess? For sure. I mean, okay. if to get skunked while you're deer hunting is like, you're just like, well, I just sat there and couldn't do anything, had to be quiet yeah, for nothing. It really does feel like a waste. It really does. You're like, all right, well, cool. I'm glad I blew that morning. I could have enjoyed myself, <laughs> had coffee, breakfast, and just chit-chatted and been comfortable. Instead, I got a hold of pee for two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. Hungry, which I did bring a snack, but uh, <laughs> it, you know, you know, it's always good to not get skunked. And here's the thing. The two youngins were, they were on the verge of like, being uh, weaned off their mom like they didn't have spots they're eating corn so they could fend for themselves but morally i'm kind of like i couldn't shoot the mom knowing the two youngins are right there hey i like that message too that's good yeah so you know i mean it would i wouldn't call it a successful hunt it wasn't a skunk hunt because i saw a deer saw a deer but it was you know but like i said it worked out because i mean if i would have shot something at 10 i wouldn't have been able to make it to my dad's finish see my dad finish the race hang out with them yada 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 so, all right it sounds like you had a three-point win over charleston southern like yeah. it was not a great performance but right at the end of the day you weren't skunked you kind of just move on to the Ex- next exactly one. you move on to the next one and uh 
Yeah, so hopefully I think we'll be going fishing this weekend. So gone fishing. We'll uh we'll see what happens. All right. Uh there is Pirate Radio Outdoors. When we return, we'll hear from JH Rose Athletics Director Clay Medlin and Conley Athletics Director Rob Maloney. They're gonna join me live after Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio Trivia. But we'll talk to those guys uh, and more with Bryce Williams before we get out of here on a Wednesday edition of PRL. We're back with more after this. to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for the day. The Dow was up 90 points. It closed at 34,390. NASDAQ was down 34, however, at 14,512, and the S&P was up 6 at 4,359. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And a quick look at your Buck scoreboard. One Major League Baseball game got underway. However, they are currently in a rain delay they were in the top of the third. The Rockies were leading the Nationals 4-3. to three. Red Sox will take on the Orioles uh, to try to stay alive in that wild card hunt. And uh, you can hear that game right here on Pirate Radio beginning at 7 o'clock. That is your scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And now during football season, they have food trucks during the day. Follow the Buck on Facebook and Instagram for the updated schedule. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Duh, Buck. Thanks, Chandler. Uh, Games to keep an eye on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Red Sox need a win in Baltimore. You can hear that right here on Pirate Radio. Yankees and Blue Jays. Yankees with a win tonight. Pretty much ensure they're going to be in the wild card and hosting a wild card game next Tuesday. Braves trying to uh, extend their lead. Their magic number is three to win the NL East. They play the Phillies at 720. And Igos Mariners are a game and a half back of a wild or a half game back of a wild card spot. They play the A's tonight at 10 o'clock. All right. Uh, Bryce Williams is here. Also joined in the Pirate Radio studios by D.H. Conley Athletics Director Rob Maloney and J.H. Rose, A.D. Clay Medlin, great to see you gentlemen here. Good Welcome. to be here. Welcome. Yeah. Coach, did I hear you say you wanted to fill in for me on the fifth quarter this Saturday? <laughs> no. Are you, you're welcome to do it. Uh, my wife and I love observing you. We'll, do, we'll stay in that role. We'll observe you. <laughs> uh, we will be here with you after the game coming up Saturday night on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Stick around after Pirate Radio Live. Got a really fun edition of Pirate Radio Trivia. We're going Conley v. Rose, uh, Maloney v. Medlin on uh, Pirate Radio Trivia at about 6.05. So stick with us. Uh, You can watch it on Facebook Live.
live YouTube. It'll be on Pirate Radio. Uh, Clay, first of all, big night for J.H. Rose last night, right? Uh, both on the football field and the volleyball court. Yeah, yeah. Two big wins last night, Clip. We um, we had a doubleheader at school with a football game included on a Tuesday night. So it was a busy night, but we had um, volleyball hosted South Central, and we won 3-0 there. Uh, girls played very well, and then we went straight outside and hosted Jacksonville in football and we we got a 28 to 21 win which was really really big in our conference because as you know all, all of us have talked about the last year or so it's the you know it's, it's certainly one of the best conferences in the east if not the state you know top to bottom so any win you get is big but you know beating Jacksonville last night who came in at 4 and 0 was 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 a really big win for our guys and you've heard Rob Maloney on the call on uh, yeah. DH Conley football on Friday nights here on Pirate Radio and coach I want to say I really enjoy you and Alan Vick on the call and you specifically know all these kids and have coached some of these kids so when there's a play that's not made i can hear the almost the coach's disappointment in your voice and when there is a play made the proud coach uh talk it's, it's really fun to hear you and uh, alan call those games you're doing a great job well with thank you i enjoy it and it, it is neat to be able to share some of the relationships we have you know seeing those guys in the hallways and having coached some of them in basketball as well um, you know, I probably shouldn't show the bias that I do, but oh, it's, it's home radio. It's you got to sometimes. That's right, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it is it is a lot of fun. And uh, as we were talking earlier, Clay and I, we were talking about some of the stresses that we we get to experience as athletic directors during COVID right now. I got to tell you that doing the radio is really a, a nice release, and it is it's fun. Clay will agree with me. Friday night is there's nothing like it. And uh, you guys know what I'm talking about, it, and uh, it's a great experience. Coach, uh, I guess you're gearing up for uh, for hoops here not too long down the road. When does that begin? Yeah, uh, we start November 1st, first day of tryouts for all of us. And uh, as you know, being a Conley grad, if I have that Conley odor, we just had workouts <laughs> in the gym at Conley, and there's a distinct smell that only Conley graduates really understand about. And uh, I hear it all the time. Does it still smell like that in the gym? And, of course, it does. Uh, but, yeah, we're hard at work, and, and we're excited about for the upcoming season. Good deal. we got Conley football coming your way uh, this Friday night. The Vikings taking on Havelock. Which Havelock, is, uh, travel to Havelock. Always a tough test. It is. And uh, being that they lost to Newburn a couple of weeks ago, I think that, you know, the Giants, been <laughs> they've been woken up, and uh, <laughs> it's going to be a tough challenge. But uh, I'm excited for Nate Connor. He's he's getting some guys that he's been missing for, for the majority of the season. So they're getting better as we go along, and having some key figures to return to action ought to, be, ought to go a long way. Clay, a quick turnaround for Rose. You guys back at it Friday? Yeah, we're hosting Northside on Friday. Yeah, that's a uh, homecoming for us. It's a heck of a week uh, for the guys. I mean, to to get those legs right, to be ready to go on Friday night. Yeah, we had South Central last Friday. Obviously, not a very far trip for us. Um, hosted Jacksonville last night and, and Northside Friday. So three games in eight days Man. is, is mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, especially in this league. Mm-hmm. No doubt, and uh, it is a uh, it's a tough league that Brian Bailey takes credit for naming it the Big Carolina. Do you guys are you guys cool with the name? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're cool with okay, it. I right. have to agree. Uh, I, I can't take credit for it. He, he unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to give Bailey credit. <laughs> Happened at Parker's. Yeah, yeah. I, we might as well just call it the Big Bailey uh, from here on out. But it is, uh, man, it's tough. How about as a? Uh, we'll get into baseball season later. But as a basketball league, we know it's a tough football league. How about basketball and baseball, guys? We'll start with hoops. Yeah, basketball is going to be a very difficult league, and and you know you got the carryovers from our old league, and and obviously South Central and yeah. Chris Cherry just just you know Chris does a wonderful job over there and they reload every year and uh newburn is going to be very good again obviously coach rankins at rose year in year out uh so they've continued their standard then you add those teams like jacksonville's will be very good have 
you take those athletes from the football field and you bring them over to the gym and wow they're tough and and they have a new hire in matt grantham and uh, many of us in eastern north carolina know of greg grantham who was a longtime head coach at white oak and matt is his son who was an assistant coach at queens university so he has great knowledge and he's going to really do a wonderful job with the havelock program and then you go in the north side and again uh kendrick hall there kendrick's doing a wonderful job so every night's going to be a bloodbath no, north, north side was in the state championship a couple, a couple years, years ago, ago. Yeah. yeah yeah a lot of great athletes there and clay's still a ways away but you guys have more room in the trophy case for rv and then you guys as <laughs> a baseball team well it, we, we got a little bit more room but it's they know they're hard to come by <laughs> but the league we're in they're hard to come by clip they really are great to have you gentlemen on we're going to play pirate radio trivia in just a few minutes so stick with us bryce Audio. Let's get your uh, your prediction for oh, Saturday, wow. East Carolina Tulane. I've been distracted. I haven't been oh, dear. <laughs> the score. Do I need to call you three hours from now and get it or what? Nah, I mean, we've obviously put up several, you know, put up good points for the most part. Um, obviously, ECU, I'm thinking, is going to win. Um, I'll tell you, Vegas has uh, it around 64 and a half as the total between okay. the two teams. Okay, so some points They're thinking the score, 34 so. is to 30. All right, I'm going to go... Uh, That'll give you a baseline. I'm going to go 3080 CU. Hmm. Is that too high? I mean, nah, it's your prediction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going 38 to... 33. 38-33? Take the over. Take the over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bryce, good to see you, buddy. And yep. uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank y'all for having me. All right, uh, Shirley Chandler. We'll see you fine folks in five minutes but also three o'clock thursday for an all-new edition of pirate radio live stay tuned for pirate radio trivia for listening to our live edition we'll be back in a few minutes thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation